When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. This week's show is brought to you by MyBookie. Sign up today at MyBookie.ag and use promo code WATP to secure a deposit bonus up to $1,000. I'm really influenced by Mozart and Bach, and it's sort of in between, though. It's really, it's like a Mach piece, really. It's, what do you call this? Well, this piece is called uh, Lick My Love Pump. The shape of the planet is a lie. That's what it is. Fuck me or fight me. Fuck me or fight me. Uh, Obi, can you show yourself on stream again? I miss seeing those tits. Episode. And there was much rejoicing. So, it's fucking Carl's amazing. He does a great job. One of my favorite uh, shows. And that'll be the new promo for their program. That'll be the new opener for, for their show. I listen every time. I love who are these podcasts. And good. That's. that's are you it. a boner guy? Cuz. Cuzaroo. Cuzaroo. Slapperoonie. It's showtime. W. ATP. WATP. WATP. Hello, Reverend Dixon Cousaroos. Welcome to another episode of Who Are These Podcasts? The only show to ever get to 250 episodes. That's true. Look it up. I'm your host, Carl. With me this week, a man with tepid opinions and a calm demeanor. It's Croge. Hey, oh. Also joining us this week, a man who is so convinced the earth is flat, he thinks NASA is faking downhill skiing. It's Andy. Let's talk shit. Please go to whoarethese.com to get our email address, voicemail number, link to the subreddit, link to the Discord server, link to our merchandise, link to our YouTube channel, and link to our Patreon and Supercast featuring two exclusive bonus episodes every single month. Also, we encourage our listeners to give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and then shit all over us in the comments section. Today, we'll be reviewing a podcast called Woke Town Podcast. We've all listened separately. We have not discussed it with each other beforehand. Let's get into it. This is a show hosted by husband and wife, mm. Matt and Jessica Long. And they are two devout Christians who believe that the earth is flat and that everything is a conspiracy and a lie. And the sheeple just will not wake up and see the truth. Mm-hmm. And I think we all had a good time listening to this show. It was quite a ride. It was quite a ride. I'm so grateful to have listened to this. <laughs> it explained so <laughs> much so to much me. There's so much joy in your eyes yeah. right now. And also, it did everyone a favor by killing the term woke. Yes. It's fucking meaningless oh, now. Oh, I love it. I yeah. love that they're the, the woke ones now. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. Now, there's three whole 15-minute long episodes. 
And I didn't realize that when I just said, hey, we should do the show. And then I realized that. But you guys discovered. Now, there's a whole YouTube channel, mm-hmm. Woke.Town. If you go there, you'll get to the YouTube channel. And there's tons of other podcasts they've done in the past that you might be able to find or might not be able to find online. So mm-hmm. I think all of us listen to these newer episodes. But then we look through the back catalog to see what else is going on. And Croger, what do you got, buddy? What sums up? This guy's art. Yeah, I just want to give art. you the, the the summary where they explain the concept of Woke Town because it's it's fascinating. It's number one. Okay. If if you get this is the first time you listen to the podcast, we just roll straight through Jessica Faith Long on Facebook's feed and go over her posts of the day. It's not like a Facebook feed. It's literally a Facebook feed. Yes, they read through the Facebook feed. And they even read people's reactions. Yeah. My mom actually did the laughing face on this post. <laughs> I mean, her mom's even liking her post, so yeah. it must be a pretty fucking wild Facebook feed. Could it be that's going any on. more of a lazy format than this? No! It's literally the laziest format ever. Yeah. I'm going to just open up my social media channel and read what I see out here. And they love the memes that they see. This is a very long... This is not how memes work. So next one, it says, this is a meme. You created this meme? I did not create this meme. So it says, I fully support your right to hide in your house and wear that face diaper until you can take an untested vaccine developed by corporations that cannot be sued when you have an adverse reaction, as long as you fully support my right to do none of those things. Great one. It's so great. That's not a meme. It's a book report. (laughs) Great one. Great. Oh, dude, trust me. I got that. Great one. That's an ISO right there. Uh, Uh, Andy, what do you got that sums up the show for you, buddy? We can't not start at the very beginning. Okay. As soon as you find it. Talking about 5,000 years ago when the earth was created? Correct. At the beginning you're talking about? In the Genesis. In the beginning. As Jesus was hiding the dinosaur bones? Yeah. Yeah. But you look at, you find it on your phone, and it's these two morons with their heads pressed together sharing a fucking brain. Oh, so she, now we're going to insult them? Oh, Is no, that what we're, we're going to do now? Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. yeah. she's telling him, you know, it's like they're living in this echo chamber. But the beginning of the show... Oh, I'm glad Gino isn't here. <laughs> <laughs> is it an echo chamber, Andy? Like you said. It is. Let's all agree with each other. Okay. This is the intro of the show, clip six. All right. Folks, this is Woketown, where truth never sleeps. Okay. Okay. So, it's a Canadian podcast. Okay. About everything being a lie, where truth never sleeps, introduced by a guy who's probably history's most famous liar. It's just like, right out of the gate. Well, I have an example, because I pulled that same clip, because right after that... They talk about things that they're not even sure if they're true or not. They're just reading shit on the internet, which, mm. as we all know, usually true, but sometimes not. We also saw something we didn't know if it was true or not. Where was it they were talking about limiting the size of turkeys? Yeah, I don't think that was true. But... It was Maybe it was a joke, but they were talking about taking all the turkeys over 10 pounds off the shelf to keep people from... Having too many people. Why would you report on that after talking about you're going to get all the facts from this show? Just truth. That's all we talk about. No, I I read this thing and they were going to eat the Irish people. And I don't know if it was a joke (laughs) or not, but goddamn, could you imagine they're going to eat the Irish? It's a good joke. Yeah, they talk about, you know, what is lie, what is truth. My number two is uh, deals with this. I think overpopulation, just like the shape of the planet is a lie, overpopulation of the planet is also another one of those lies. Yeah, so I mean, since... 
the shape of the planet being a globe is a lie. Literally everything else that anyone has ever said to you is also a lie, including the thing that people stopped talking about in 1975, which was planet overpopulation. But they... (laughs) Hold on. Before you move on, because I have the overpopulation. Yes. Their explanation of how it's not getting overpopulated and how they can prove it. Yep. You know, everyone could fit into the state of Texas with, you know, thousand feet around them or something like that. I don't everyone could everyone take, in the world. Yeah. Everyone in the world could fit in the small state of Kentucky laying side by side. You know, you could fill up the Grand Canyon, everyone in the whole world. And All right. filling up the Grand Canyon with bodies sounds like a mass grave to me. Yeah. I don't know that that's the argument you want to make. Yeah. Like, the Germans proved you can put 200 people in a 10 by 20 space, but it doesn't mean there yeah. is an overpopulation. Right. You, can, you can fit 200 people in a dive bar to see a punk rock band. That doesn't mean 200 people could live in a dive bar. You stack them like firewood. Yeah. I know. Oh, <laughs> I just think that's probably the worst way to explain that overpopulation is a problem. Anyway, you were saying, Crush. Well, and, uh, you know, to your point, they have biblical proof that the world needs to be more populated. It's my number three. Okay. Thus saith the Lord that created the heavens, God himself that formed the earth and made it. He has established it. He created it not in vain. He formed it to be inhabited. So it's meant to have people on it. Yeah. Now, now let's remember, since we're discussing the literal word of God, yeah. Jessica needs to shut the fuck up and sit the fuck down because as her husband's property, she doesn't get a right to say all this shit. Yeah. He needs to <laughs> also the rule of thumb. Yeah, seriously. Well, I mean, uh, you know, let, let's, you know, Leviticus, you've got, um, if a woman's on her period, anything she touches for seven days on either side is unclean and you can't touch it. All right, Doug from Good Times, great movies. I, I don't want to debate the Bible with you. But you can beat <laughs> Satan with kids, number four. Um, when we stop having these precious little ones during pandemics or crises or whatever, um, what we're saying, honestly, is literally Satan, you won. Because yeah. Satan knows they are the only hope of the of the world. They're the, they're the only hope. He knows that. So I, we're not saying Satan, you won. See, this is why I don't have kids. Cause I have Satan both in a parlay and yeah. I took him straight up. Yep. <laughs> so I'm kind of rooting for him at this point. I'm I think my, my bookie, my clip too is kind of on the heels of that. Very legitimate concerns. I do not think those concerns are based in the Bible. I, we kind of mentioned that on another post um, someone just said, like, I'm not having any more kids. And I just thought, you know, Matt and I could have totally gone along with that. You know, last year when we had Winslet, it, you know, COVID wasn't happening, but it was still very, we knew the forced vaccines was coming down the pike. And I just said, like, more innocence is on the earth, more purity and love and beauty are on the earth. So they're all worried about having kids during COVID. Right. But they she it seems like she just keeps shitting out kids. Winslet, DiCaprio. They have have at least five kids, (laughs) Yeah, but she's been reading a book that's helping her understand whether or not you should have kids in this trying time. Mm -hmm. I'm reading a really good book right now, and it's called Birth Control in the Bible, and it just lays out an argument for having children. Oh, the the Bible wants you to have children? (laughs) You don't say. It doesn't want the pull-out method? I had no idea. I thought I read that a bunch of times. The book the written before we knew what sperm was. Yeah, that <laughs> right. makes perfect sense. Makes perfect sense. Let's read, let's read about that. I looked up that book. It doesn't exist. No, maybe yeah. she got the title wrong. <laughs> I don't know. Or maybe I'm she wrote it. I'm sure it's shadow banned. <laughs> that's, that's a possibility, too. And this is the only other time we'll bring this up. In uh, Genesis chapter 38, verses 8 through 10. And look this up because it's a real good one. <laughs> when uh, Onan is fucking his dead brother's wife at his father's insistence, yeah. um, he's, his cum hits the ground and God fucking smites him instantly. Dead. <laughs> and 
how did how does any did he miss male, the tits? How did they end up on the ground? How does any male exist past their teenage <laughs> years in this planet if you can't if your cum can't hit the ground? That was shalt not miss the tits. Yeah. Well, speaking of what you were talking about with property and that type of thing, at one point Jessica tries to make a point but doesn't know what she's talking about, and Matt puts her in her place. I thought this was fun. Alter your actual DNA through an RNA. Um, like I'm gonna probably butcher sure, the but actual if, if science. If you go to the, the post on Jessica Faith Long's page on Facebook that we genetically, just read. I found it genetically modified RNA that could alter our genome. Genome. Yep. Genome. Genome. <laughs> uh, she's a stay at home. She's a stay at home. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yep. we get it. Yeah. Wow. I thought. These people are awoke in a very different way than I'm used to. Yeah, uh, this dummy just stays home with the kids. She doesn't know what a genome is. All right, hey, let's uh, go easy on her. No, uh, they... not not knowing common knowledge. Shit, stupid girls. Yeah. <laughs> they have a real problem with words on this show. Uh, <laughs> my number fourteen. Uh, they they're they're against five G, obviously, because it turns you into cancer. But here's them talking about the Hawaii five G network. <laughs> China's Hawaii's five G program that. Hawaii is a Chinese company that uh, the United States has banned. They don't. The Chinese 5G Hawaii network. The H to Huawei is virtually silent in Chinese, so do not say Huawei, but rather Huawei. <laughs> Huawei. Huawei. It's literally the biggest company in the world. I know. If you're going to talk about how evil it is, maybe look up how it's spelled. You know what? I've heard of it, Pronounce. and I had no idea what the fuck they were talking about because they kept saying Hawaii. Yeah. Wouldn't that sound weird if you're like, you know, the Chinese Hawaii? Like, did they take over something I didn't know yeah. about? <laughs> I knew about Hawaii. Taiwan, but I didn't know about Hawaii. Yeah. This is bad news. And how did I not pick up on Hawaii 5G and turn it into Hawaii 5.0? Fuck me. <laughs> yeah. Lost opportunity. God damn it. They also have a lot of Canadianisms, which I really enjoyed. My number 16 has some of those. I said her name, and I said, this is not about breathing. This is about the ethic. This is about morality. This is about the principle of mask wearing. And I am not wearing a mask into my supposedly holistic midwife's office for my 10-minute appointment. The bus is about taking our citizens. It's about not censoring our art. It's about... It's about... What's so goddamn funny? (laughs) Nothing, nothing. Uh, Could you tell us again what your argument is all about? This is not about diplomacy. This is about dignity. This is about respect. This is about realizing that humor is... You guys are dick. I just want to say to our Canadian listeners that that was Croge. Send your emails to Croge at WATP.org. He'll get them. Well, obviously, they're completely out of touch. Just with reality. Yeah. But they're also just completely out of touch up in Canada. They live in, I think it's Grand Prairie, Alberta. Yeah, which is, which, which is way north of Edmonton. Okay. It is fucking out there. Well, yeah. And they, it, this city where we live in only has about 209,000 people living in it. In the city proper. Yeah. They're living way up north in a city that only has 65,000 people in it. Sure. And then they're going to a church that only agrees with everything they agree with. Their world is so small. I mean, they have the internet. And they don't (laughs) believe anything that they don't see with their own two eyes or that isn't in the Bible. Well, sure. So they don't think COVID exists. Let's hear clip seven. Oh, yeah. You know, when you're not wearing a mask, you're going to put us at risk. You obviously have never had a loved one with COVID. You're going to, you just want your 
your loved one to die. I just, I can't stand that logic. It's actually not logic at all. Right. When It's getting painful. It's getting pretty painful. When, first of all, I don't know a single person who's died of COVID. I don't think hardly any of us have died. No, you are so dumb. You are really dumb. For real. So if you don't fucking see it. So I guess Australia doesn't. I've never seen yeah. a kangaroo or a koala bear <laughs> or been to Australia. It doesn't fucking exist. Yeah. I've never met anyone from Alaska. Yeah. It so doesn't exist. I've never been to Grand Prairie. That doesn't exist either. Yeah. So did you know that she actually can't get COVID? You will not have to worry about me getting COVID because over my dead body would I be getting tested right. for that. And if you don't get tested for COVID, you don't have it. Maybe we should stop saying COVID. I wonder if that's what's true. It's all right. I'm hashtagging COVID. Okay. <laughs> Does that work for cancer or heart disease? Or pregnancy? Do I just or, not yeah. get tested yeah. and that doesn't happen to me? Because I'm okay with that. I'm not a big fan of going to doctors and getting tested for shit. We know. No. <laughs> okay. So I, I, also her whole family is trying to convince her that she's wrong and uh, she won't listen to anything you know covid is if let's just hear clip eight because it it kind of explains her way of thinking but i was also talking to my mom tonight and their way around that logic is well if i wear a mask i'm protecting myself but if you're not wearing one, you're still spreading COVID onto items that I may touch later on. And so everyone has to wear the mask or everyone has to get the vaccine. It's not just if you're scared, you get the vaccine. They just, they twist, they twist it to work in their favor again. They have a twisted satanic answer for any logic. They're so stupid. <laughs> so, if it's something you don't agree with, it's satanic. Well, so, yeah. masks are satanic. Vaccines are satanic. Foosball is the devil. It's like, what oh, the fuck? I know. Also, this idea that they're twisting it. Mm-hmm. Like, well, no, the reason why I want you to wear a mask is because you could actually spit on something. Yeah. And I would touch it and touch my mouth. And then I would have you whatever might, virus or right. germs. You might not know you have it. That were in your mouth. And she goes, you're just twisting this yeah. logical thing <laughs> and making it satanic. It's like, well, I mean, I, I see the point. I see their point. Right. It's However unlikely it is that you have it, maybe you do and you don't know it. It's not that complicated. No. Oh, it's the devil. Well, <laughs> the the devil is lined up to trick you out of believing in God. I mean, obviously. True. My number 11 is a tiny little piece of a speech he gave at, like, Truth Alberta or something. The devil? Yeah, the devil was giving a speech. <laughs> he went down to Georgia. And, uh, is it a TED Talk? No, this is uh, what's-his-nuts from the podcast. But Matt, anyway, Matt this on. is his lecture against scientism. <laughs> oh, good. scientism? Yes. I've never heard of scientism. Well, you're about to find out. Oh, good. So if I can personally get to know God through the study and appreciation of his creation, of course there's going to be an evil agenda to suppress and dilute that. Of course and how do you dilute something? Well, you pour it into something bigger, like infinite space. And you teach people that they're merely statistical probabilities of an ever-expanding, potentially infinite universe. And you do that by creating a religion of scientism that Robbie's going to talk about tomorrow, um, whose sole purpose is to remove God from every process of life. Now, what I hear when I hear that is someone who literally cannot process that they are not the center of the universe. Correct. Oh, my God, I'm just a random speck of dust, and I look up at the stars, and the the universe is enormous, and I'm just this tiny little piece. Nope. Can't happen. I'm the fucking center. I was created. God wants me to have kids, and fuck all the fucking time, and fuck you for telling me the earth is round, you 
scientist yeah. pussies. Well, rather than have the onus on them to make their life meaningful, mm-hmm. their life is m- meaningful from the get-go. Exactly. Yeah. Which... I understand wanting to have meaning in your life. I do too. I think it's a very important thing. And I also think that we're probably just a speck on a tiny planet in the middle of infinite universes. Of course. So and across parallel universes too. I mean, what the <laughs> fuck? It's, it's, it's everything's infinite. But I can still find meaning in my life and be happy. I like these people who have God. They're like, well, if you don't believe in God, they're just going to murder everybody and kill yourself. I'm like, well, no. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's not the alternative. Right. And that's not how it works. <laughs> Millions of people haven't done that. Right. Yes. I've already killed all the people I want to. The number is zero. <laughs> I'm already done. I'm yeah, right. done killing. Good. I'm done raping. I'm done stealing shit. It's, it's, uh, that's way in my past. I never even was in my present. No, thank God. Let's get into some of their crazy conspiracy Praises theories. Names. Yes, please. If you guys don't mind. Yeah. This one, and I've listened to enough Alex Jones, and I've I've know enough about 9-11 was an inside job that I thought I'd heard every single theory. <laughs> I did not realize that Big Pharma was behind 9-11. Really? How do people not understand? What was Jason saying today that the since 9-11, pharmaceutical medical since drugs? Since 9-11... Pharmaceutical companies, so the first five years after 9-11, pharmaceutical companies made an additional 20% profit every year for five years after that. Like five years after 9-11, they had made 100% more profit than they had and, five years earlier. And be- that being because they think that the stress that they caused on the population, just stress makes your body sick. It makes it compromised and oh. yeah, you, want to talk you turn about to science. medications. Yeah. I'm not reading into this. They're making a correlation between Big Pharma and 9-11. And it's causation. Correlation equals causation. Of we course. all know that. Now, there are some topics, though, that are too polarizing. I don't want to get into a rapture debate because it's probably well, one of the most polarizing things. But no. <laughs> Rapture is too polarizing. When they talk about 9-11 being yeah. an inside job, like, no problem at all. Yeah. COVID's fake. 9-11 was an inside job. The rapture, hey, you can go either way on that one. I don't know. I know. And did anybody hear any of the ads for the uh, convention that he was... It might have been from the old one that okay. I listened mm-hmm. to. That it, um, he, They were throwing... a convention get together speaking event called question everything yeah mm-hmm. and they run down like all the things that they're going to talk about uh you know 9-11 and flat earth and you can question everything you know don't don't trust anybody right unless it's contained within the bible can yeah. we question the contents of the bible oh no don't yeah. don't question that it's odd right it's yeah, pretty well weird. it seems a little uh, odd because another thing that i listened to that i we were talking about it before we started i could not pull clips of it because these morons can't figure out a way to make it downloadable but he was having I mean, were... and he's putting that on them yeah. <laughs> just because they uploaded the soundcloud a... these motherfuckers right, i couldn't figure out a way <laughs> to make fun of it but anything he, he's talking to two high school kids that are, are just asking him the basic questions of like well how do you how do you explain that the world's flat? Well, what about black holes? And his answer to every, what about the theory of relativity? And whenever he doesn't have an answer, he's just like, eh, it doesn't exist probably. Yeah. Oh, I have a perfect example of that. So I went to their YouTube channel and the first video that he wants you to watch is this 15 minute long video that really explains what they believe is flat earthers. So I pulled a bunch of clips from this. And uh, whenever they can't explain something, like you said, they just say it's fake. And what about gravity? Well, to put it plainly, we don't believe in gravity. Mm. We believe things govern themselves based on density, buoyancy, and the electromagnetic force. Mm -hmm. All three things that are measurable and provable. 
Gravity, even though it is sold as a law, is actually just a theory and it's truly only needed to stick things to a ball or have that ball revolve around another ball. What a fun way to live your life. Yeah. Just deny things that are universal truths. Well, it's and must be fun. It's all around you every day. How would they explain GPS? Yeah. GPS depends on not only around Earth, but satellites, gravity. It depends on relativity to even calculate the time difference. It's all that shit is in there and you can use it from your fucking phone anywhere on the planet and it'll yes. tell you exactly where you are. How would they explain any of that? It's all fake. It's all fake. It's just, yeah. it's buoyancy, dude. Your phone is buoyant. Well, when you get to the point where you don't think that stars exist, yeah. you've pretty much gotten to that where you're like, okay, then why are we having a conversation? The sun, moon, and stars are simply lights in the sky. They are smaller, <laughs> closer, located inside the Earth's system. They are not objects floating through space that are similar to the Earth. They are part of the Earth, so no comparing us to them. What's the point of them then? Why are there lights in the sky? Just to, Is this another dinosaur bones thing? Is it just yeah. to fool us? I'm no biblical scholar, as we've covered. The first part of Genesis is God puts the stars in the sky. So his whole thing is that now the Bible's fake. Okay, all right. They're sorry. just, they're just lights. Up. They're just lights. I give up. I've got to play this clip because he talked about this. Now, I did a bonus episode with Dick Masterson reviewing the Flat Earth podcast recently, which is why we're doing the show. This Matt Long character, I was just like fascinated by it. I wanted to talk more about him. Yeah, he's an interesting dude. And on that show, he talked about Kansas which is very well known as a flat state. He also put it in this video, this 15 minute long video that proves that the earth is flat. 20 miles high is roughly the size of the bulge that should be in the state of Kansas due to it being 413 miles wide. Here's what 20 miles up looks like. That would be a large bulge for something that is supposed to be flatter than a pancake. Flat refers to topography. In this case, this is what's so funny. They're like, they're saying it's flat. See, told you. Also, and I explained this with Dick, but that was a bonus show. So I'll explain it again. He says, because of the curvature of the earth, he thinks that it actually goes up 20 yeah. miles. Mm -hmm. However, the way curvatures work is no matter where you are, everything goes down in every direction. Yeah. It goes down. It doesn't go up. He's like, yeah. how would an airplane even fly over Kansas? It goes up 20 miles. Airplanes only go up five miles. Yeah. What? There's no mountains here. Checkmate, lips. <laughs> yeah. It's, like, it's the dumbest shit. And then it gets... And then when he talks about black holes, this is, I think, the peak dumbness. And I can't believe that this is included. Now, of course, it's really easy to point out how stupid these people are. Mm -hmm. I get it. And and maybe they make some points that you're like, you scratch your head a little bit like, yeah, why is that? But this, like, why leave things like this in? Because it just shows how stupid you are. Please use your brains the next time you see NASA come up with a big discovery. Mm. Look how it's always accompanied with an artist rendering or an image instead of a picture. Just like this image of a black hole that they supposedly stitched together from multiple forms of data that just happens to look a lot like the cover of the Soundgarden album, Black Hole Sun. <laughs> In the video, he shows that NASA image that they mm -hmm. put out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they show the Black Hole Sun cover. They're like, Where do you think they got it, you fucking idiot? <laughs> well, Black Hole Sun was before the Black Hole. But either way, that's the dumbest argument I've ever heard is trying to prove it through Soundgarden. And there's <laughs> there's no lack of explanation as to how they came up with that image. Right. Like, you can't take a picture of a Black Hole. That's the whole fucking point. There's no light. They combine these things to create visual elements. There's endless articles and videos explaining this, but that would require actually, you know, learning something. And all these conspiracy morons always run to 
movies that they've seen to justify their <laughs> crackpot yeah. theories. Yeah. Like, oh, I saw The Matrix. That's probably yeah. real. It's just that song in green, Andy. <laughs> well, The Matrix is real. So yeah. I was uh, listening to Opie today, and he's got a question for these guys. See, because, like, uh, the Earth is flat, right? So my theory is really simple. If the, if the Earth is flat, then the sun has to go down the exact same time for everybody. Eh? What do the what do the flat earthers say about that one? I know enough. So if, let's see. All right, I'm doing it with my hand. Yeah, the Earth is flat. Then the sun goes over the edge, and then it gets it's dark immediately for everybody, right? Yeah, of course. Wow. <laughs> Opie's cracked it. Wow. That's it. Flat Earth is over. Opie figured out the argument. I mean, you got schooled by Opie. Well, <laughs> you should be ashamed of yourself. If you believe in time zones, sheeple. <laughs> So one of their huge fucking things is you got to have kids, you got to have kids, you got to have kids, and you got to brainwash the motherfucking shit out of those kids. Right. How do you do that? My number six. Okay. You should teach your children how to speak, how to, how to talk, how to defend their faith. These are 10 different ways you can do that. One, have speech nights. Two, get them to recite poems. Like it's a very, it's sort of like a parenting book devotional all into one it's awesome yeah it's Let's really great on. oh speech night speech night gather wow, round kids we're gonna have speech night in case anyone questions your faith i hate when they talk about their devotionals and you tell those round earthers bah, 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 bah. now in some <laughs> of these clips we've heard the kids their kids are wailing like seamus style the whole time that they're talking yes yep. on one of them i bet we all have this clip this yeah. is my number eight Sorry, I had to pause, talk to the kids for a second. They were making their way downstairs. And they're supposed to be in bed, too, because they mentioned at one point, because they have four kids under five, Mm -hmm. and then I think uh, a fifth kid. I don't know exactly, but they were talking about this. They're they're popping them out as quickly as they possibly can. And so they mentioned, sorry, they're making some noise. They're supposed to be in bed right now. I don't think there's a lot of discipline going on in this house. No. Is the sense that I'm getting. I think these kids, as long as they do their speeches. Unless and, you're wearing a mask. Then you're... Oh, funny. that would be a problem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and meanwhile, the Bible's pretty clear about that. You need to beat the living shit out of your kids. Yes! Every chance you get. We all know that. Yeah. Knock some sense into these fucking rugrats. And like, man, I found myself imagining my life with these people. Like, these are my parents. They're taking me to the store. We got to get groceries or whatever. Like, here's my number nine is like a little piece of them going to Costco to cancel their membership because of their fucking face diaper policy. They just, so the guy was trying to cancel our cards. He was trying to take pictures of them. And he was like, just, okay, we got to like, we can't be doing this in here. We got to like go outside and do this. And he kept like walking towards the door and trying to take pictures of our cards. And you can't be in here. You can't be in here. And it's just, yeah, just trying to protect our customers. Just trying to protect everyone. Oh, I hurts. It hurts the head. Nice looking guy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) What does that have to do with that? (laughs) And. This poor nice looking guy that she's got the hots for, like, <laughs> here's some minimum wage dude. He's he didn't come up with the fucking mask policy. He's getting told for a while. He's trying to keep his job. It's a goddamn pandemic. You know right. what I mean? You're lucky to have work going through this in a lot of places. Here's just some dude who's trying to pay his fucking bills, and he's got these people coming in and fucking fuck you and your mask, and I'm not leaving, and I'm here canceling my membership. <laughs> I know. You know what I mean? And yeah. they got the five fucking kids in tow and. Oh, man. And they're even sick of each other, and I'm convinced of this. My number five is them introducing one of the shows. Babe, how you doing? Good. Hello, everyone. Yeah. We, it's like I haven't seen you all day. <laughs> <laughs> all day. Every day. 
Little stock me there. The ones from like 2019. This is these are from last year, but the couple that I listened to prior to this, she is a different person. She's so much more enthusiastic and upbeat. And you could just hear it in her voice in these. She's just so beaten down. Well, can I point something out? Social media is bad for you. Oh, this is this is no, this is known. This yeah. is a, this is a provable thing. And the premise of the show is we're going to read our social media. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they're already pissed off that there's all this tyranny in the world and that they wear masks and there's this fake disease that is bringing in all this tyranny. And then they're also going to read social media. I'm like, if you're trying to cheer yourself up, you're going about it all the wrong ways. Oh yeah. Well, you might wonder how. You can fight against the satanic masks that they're oh, trying to force everybody that? to mm-hmm. wear. Yeah. Let's hear my clip one, Carl. Yeah, some lady commented on my Facebook post, and I, she was saying that she lives in the UK, and they have really strict lockdown measures there. She didn't care. She went and rented a bouncy, co- a bouncy castle house and then invited kids from the neighborhood, and she had a helicopter and like SWAT team show up. But she was like. Too, the best was her comment. What did she like say? Like it was like two. I can't remember exactly. Like, oh well, like, the kids had fun. Yeah, something like that. Like oh well. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought, wow, that is so epic. Like that's brave. Yeah, that's amazing. I just love it. Brave women like that. Men could take a a, uh, mm-hmm. a lesson from her. <laughs> All you Navy SEALs out there, take note. Yeah. You know, take a lesson from this lady. <laughs> that's right. Get, right. get a bouncy house. Yeah. So. Fuck you. Is it possible that this person's exaggerating about a helicopter and a squat team? And, and listen, swatted. So, and, I, and I understand. And I agree that this is ridiculous. Kids should be able to fucking bounce around in the bounce house. I'm totally on the same page as this person. It's fucking crazy. But this idea that they're persecuted so much that helicopters are flying over like they're every fucking hill all of a sudden. Yeah. yeah. All right. Now, there's a lot of things to worry about. One of those things, apparently, is... You having the choice to drive through a pharmacy, and if you feel like you want to get a vaccine, then you're able to do that. Yeah. That uh, is maybe the most terrifying thing that Jess has ever heard of. That's her clip five. <laughs> um, Liz Watkins post about, wow, what's the city we were there? Sh- Shreveport? Shreveport? I can never yeah. say it. Yeah, Shreveport, <laughs> Louisiana. Louisiana. Yep. Yeah, and how they started this like pilot program where you drive you, it's like a drive-in flu shot in the parking lot of a few stores and so you just drive up you roll down your window you roll up your sleeve and a nurse greets you with a mask and gloves and a needle jabs you and you drive off and i i can't actually think of anything scarier oh like <laughs> I, you, you can't i can think of a hundred things right now a bobcat loose in your house yeah, yeah. 14 year old somali pirates how about a uh, senile man is the president there's yeah. a lot of scarier things than a drive through pharmacy that <laughs> you don't even have to drive through if you don't want to uh, uh, you're not understanding this the way that they are understanding this this is her explaining that medicine is poison. I think that's why she's so afraid of this. If you wanted to hurt yourself, would you go to your fridge and get 10 cabbages out? Or would you go to your medicine cabinet and pop a handful of pills? The, the medicine is poison. Right. Wow. I didn't even understand that. If you wanted to hurt yourself, would you eat 10 cabbages? Nope. Yeah, I know. Or would you eat medicine? 
I want to hurt myself. I'm not, I'm not sure what she's talking about. So she clarifies her position on Mm -hmm. this because that sounded a little crazy for her. Right. I'm not saying that there isn't a time where maybe some antibiotics or penicillin, you know, hasn't emergency surgery. Maybe I'm not, I'm not going to completely bash all that, but on a large portion, like vaccines or preventative medications from a pharmacy is just, it's madness. What is she saying, Robin? (laughs) What would you, would you rather, uh, take three Advil or eat 10 cabbages? (laughs) I'm not talking about the correlation there. Well, I'd rather, why is that say, I'd rather take the Advil. I don't know. Oh, God. Yeah, can I at least make a coleslaw? Like, what are, what are we talking about? Well, Western medicine is simultaneously the greatest thing ever. But, you know, if you know anybody with diabetes or bad Asthmatic, or whatever, yeah, people yeah. need fucking Western medicine, medicine keeps you them alive, Unless it's something they don't understand, in which case it's the devil's handiwork and it's the worst thing that's ever happened. I, I don't know anyone that has asthma. It doesn't exist. Exactly. I do. Uh, I do love it when we get into this thing and I'm the most guilty of it where we start explaining very obvious things that we all know <laughs> to each other. <laughs> yeah. By the way, medicine does cure things. Did you know that? By the way, Carl, gravity exists. <laughs> Nobody keeps 10 cabbages in their fridge. <laughs> yeah. What well, because we're listening to morons that don't understand this. I know. It is tough. So a couple things. Again, I want to go back to that flat earth video mm-hmm. because I've studied flat earth for a while now. And this was something that I'd never even heard before. This was interesting. If the sun barely looks bigger than the other stars from Saturn, why is it able to completely light it up so that we can see it from Earth? And if something merely the size of the other stars can do that, why is the backside of Saturn not lit up by the billions of stars on the other side? And why are there dark sides to any objects in the solar system? That's a great point! The whole universe should be bright as shit! There's all these fucking stars! This guy's making a lot of good points all of a sudden. It's almost like light is subject to physical laws. Wait a second. (laughs) I love that he goes through all of these things. that wants to get you skeptical of what you've learned your entire life. And then says this, which really says it all. It really fucks up his whole point. And just so you know, the globe side has complex answers to all these. But it's time you start evaluating evidence for yourself instead of simply accepting someone else's opinion of it. We all have the same evidence. It's your worldview and your perception of the source that determines your interpretation of that evidence. No. Based, no, but I, I agree with what he just said. You believe what you want to believe. Sure. I think that's very true. And that's what he's saying. He's like, look at, there are perfectly good explanations for everything that we're saying, but we believe what we want to believe. I personally believe that our government and media is run by the deep state and intelligence agencies run this shit. So every time there's a story on CNN, I don't think the journalist is trying to inform the public. I think they're trying to get an agenda across. And I see everything through that prism. So yes, I agree. We all see things the way that we want to see them based on what our belief system is. So why are you trying to prove to me the earth is flat? <laughs> believe what you want to believe. Who gives a shit? Well, I, what I can't stand about these motherfuckers is that they discount all of the time and money and blood, sweat, and tears that other people have put into researching shit. Yeah. And they just, they were just, oh, I don't, I don't believe it. What, it I mean, <laughs> if you're not going to be the person to take the time and spend the millions and billions of dollars to f- explore outer space and try and make sense of it, at least have the fucking common courtesy to not just brush aside the people that did like a fucking military 
professional that trained himself to be launched into fucking outer space for the good of mankind, and you're gonna be like, ah, that that never happened. Dick's at you're best. a motherfucker, dude. Dick's at the best when he blames Neil deGrasse Tyson for flat earthers <laughs> because the way he presents information is as if it's a debate. You know, <laughs> we believe through our scientific studies that this is what dark matter is. We're like, see, they don't even fucking know what dark matter is. It's like, Jesus Christ, Neil, just shut your mouth. Come on. You're only fueling the fire over here. But I want you to know that these guys are not associated with the Flat Earth Society. Nor do we have anything to do with the Flat Earth Society. I've attended and spoken at conferences all over the U.S. and Canada and met thousands of Flat Earthers, and not once, never, have I met someone associated with the Flat Earth Society. That is an organization of half-truths and idiotic science, okay? I love when these people are like, those crazy people over there? We're not those crazy people. We have our own thing that's going on. And I think what he's saying right there is that there is a government psyop because flat earth is real. So then they have to plant people who are saying flat earth is real, but they're actually idiots. Well, that's probably true. But also, (laughs) also what he's saying is that there are people out there that believe in a flat earth that are not, they conveniently leave this out a lot because everybody will be like, oh, now I understand why you're a shithead. There are Bible believers. If it's not in the Bible, it doesn't exist. And the Bible posits that the world is flat sure so that's in the bible so that's what's real and if you're not a bible believer flat earther right then i then think you're right we're not associated with you. i think those are the two factions right. i think you're right about that there, now, are, there are flat earthers who aren't like jesus freaks there right. is a flat earth society that goes back decades i think to the 1950s or 60s and uh the reason that they might hate them is because it's a joke to them like the the actual flat earth society they don't fucking believe the world is flat but they could win any argument with anyone because they're an expert in rhetorical tools and the reason they do it is to prove that you can use logical fallacies to win any fucking argument right even if your argument is as ridiculous as the world is flat but if you like i said if you use all these conversational tricks and all these fucking philosophical tools you can win the fucking argument So in other words they had to find the most ridiculous thing to argue to prove that you could argue anything precisely yes and, and, and again the flat earth was the most ridiculous thing they could find and they can win any debate with it and they're the whole reason they do it is to prove that it's fucking ridiculous yes that's, that's eddie bravo <laughs> that, that's, yeah that's why these guys that's the it. eddie bravo version of this uh i like that she um she's talking about having their big family she loses confidence in this one i think there's nothing more powerful than a big family that loves jesus and can see the lies of the society and stuff so <laughs> Whenever you add something with the stuff, it's so. trailing off. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I believe? I believe that there's intelligence agencies that are controlling our media and stuff, and that they <laughs> they want us to think things. Yeah, God. you know, whatever, and all of that kind of thing. Last thing I want to play, and this is just more of that. You have all these points that are interesting that might get people to look into it a little bit more. And then you say shit that's so fucking retarded that it makes everything else moot. And that perception is so powerful, it can make someone who is provably standing still tell you that they're spinning a thousand miles an hour. And someone who is standing right side up tell you that they're actually upside down. This whole thing where they're like, oh. yeah, but if the Earth's round, people in China are upside down right now. It's, it's all relative. Oh. There is no upside down. Uh. There's no up and down. Like, why, yeah. why do you think that? Yeah. Because you're used to being on the Earth. That's your only experience. There's more to the universe. Anyway. Yeah. See, I'm doing it. <laughs> yeah, I'm doing it again. Turtles all the way down, Carl. It's hard to listen to this shit. <laughs> it's hard. To, yeah, I know. It's hard. Here's my last one. Uh, my number 17. This is how they close their final episode. 
and we're going to do this every, hopefully every uh, weeknight here until the foreseeable future, until the government comes in and tells us we can't do it, right? Oh, shit. But they better bring, oh, never mind, I can't say that word. Sorry for the G, they better bring it. <laughs> Apparently the government shut them down. Yeah. So, Carl, you need to end every episode with, and I'll be here next week unless the deep state comes to take me out. And then <laughs> some week you'll take a week off, and, and then it'll be like, oh, shit, the deep state finally got Carl. Yeah, disappeared. There were three total episodes of this, and yeah. they keep calling their shot about how there's going to be a ton of episodes. This is podcast number one uh, of the reset version, and we'll be putting out many more from here. <laughs> Wrong. I'm, maybe just, like, Hope that you'll put out yeah. more and not just keep calling your shot. Yeah. We're going to do this every night for the rest of our lives, honey. <laughs> it's almost as if you're not really dedicated to this. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Maybe they wanted to parent their kids for a minute. It might clip 10, though, if you want to find more of uh, Jessica Long. And yeah. uh, you can do it this way. Where Where is a good place for people to find you? I'm on Instagram at Prairie Faith. And I'm on Facebook at Jessica Faith Long. Great. And I'm being shadow banned on both those platforms. Oh, you, you can't. I mean, if you can, boy, howdy, but uh, you can't find her. I did find her on Instagram. Her Facebook seems to be down, though. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that's what ended the podcast. You can no longer look at her feed. <laughs> what are we going to talk about? My feed's gone. I got shadow banned, but we have no <laughs> format anymore. Oh, boy. All right. I mean, this is, this is always fun, and people are going to bitch. Uh, it's, you know, I can listen to Flat Earthers talk. All day, every day. I just enjoy it so much. It was a fascinating ride. Yeah. Is there anything else you guys want to play or sum up for... Uh... Not with this shit. Thanks for doing this with me, guys. Uh, today's show is brought to you by my bookie. March is here and the madness has officially begun. It's time for you to shoot your shot and score big on the nonstop action with my bookie. Select the winners from 63 tournament games and the my bookie... Oh, you know what? The bracket contest is over. The, the, the tournament has started. I watched basketball all day yesterday. Mm-hmm. The orange one... Yeah, they freaking uh, blew out San Diego State. It's pretty neat. It doesn't matter whether you're filling out multiple brackets, betting on the national championship winner, or simply looking for players and game props. MyBookie has you covered. Sign up today at mybookie.ag and use promo code WATP to secure a deposit bonus up to one thousand dollars. That's promo code WATP to claim your first deposit bonus. College ball, NBA, NHL, soon Major League Baseball. No matter the sport, no matter the minute. From tip-off to buzzer, MyBookie puts the action in your hands with in-game live betting. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere mm. with MyBookie. And please use that promo code WATP. WATP. And they will double your deposit up to $1,000. Can't beat that. All right, guys. So on this podcast, you're cool with Syracuse and you're you're a big fan of the basketball Oh, I team. see how it is. Yeah. Guys, Syracuse is, a, Syracuse is a big sponsor of the creep off. So I, I root for uh, the orange. Um, all right. I got, I got to address this thing that happened with um, how did this get made? So how did this get made was talking about Oh, what was the movie called? It's like uh, something about like the cat can talk. Oh, yeah. Oh, what? A talking You've, cat? Yeah. I've watched that movie. Right, yeah. It's fucking hilarious. Yeah. So they're doing a review of that movie. Mm-hmm. And, and June's not there. June's not there. And Paul does some research on the actors in this movie and finds one of the actors' Instagrams. All right? And he says this. This is the audio from that show. That is okay. one of the actors in the movie that you're looking at. That oh, adds up. Wait, that's one of the actors? Yeah, that is the twin sister. I just sent you a picture of the twin sister. Oh, who wow. Really has changed her image and her name. 
uh, oh, since I this see, film. I, I thought you meant. Wow. Um, oh, wow. Because yeah. I actually thought that of all the actors, she had. The I most, thought she had the she most. The most uh, promising she was, talent. She was great. She was great. So much yeah. so that I Googled her to find out what she's been doing, and she's changed her name and uh, and posting some uh, some interesting some, picks, some interesting some racy picks. stuff, some racy, some racy stuff. stuff. That specific clip that I just played for you, okay, that was so deeply offensive. This woman heard that and she put that clip on Instagram and wrote, "Not sure whether to kill myself, quit acting, or just be honored that these people even muttered my name." You guys, heard, you guys heard what Paul Shear said, right? That she's attractive and has some attractive pictures on Instagram. Okay. Her reaction yeah. is maybe I should kill myself. Maybe I should kill myself. That seems well adjusted. So, <laughs> so Paul Shear wrote her back. I really apologize. And I'm pulling it from the episode ASAP. I'm really sorry. Making light of something like that makes me sick to my stomach. Please believe me when I say none of us knew the context. As soon as I saw this, I wrote to our team. I'm sorry for the pain this has caused. What, what is the what's the image? I mean, what is the context? That that was it. That she was hot. Uh, also, well, that that he found her Instagram. That he found her Instagram and th- this specific picture where um, she is trying to look sexy. You can see most of her ass. <laughs> Man, maybe she should kill herself. So because they mentioned that this is what she's doing now and she was suicidal over it, Paul apologizes. Now, apologizing is the worst thing you can ever do because it gives the other person even more power to be a victim and to get as much attention as possible. So she wrote back to that apology. As all you stared and laughed in an image with the hashtag me too, you guys are the ones who made me feel sick. Most importantly, Jessica St. Clair, the only woman of the group who not only laughed, but actually scoffed at the caption. <sighs> I look up to you guys, man. Big Mouth and the League were life-changing for me. They say, never meet your heroes. I gotta say, having a podcast where they rip you apart for literally no reason is probably worse. <laughs> Making fun of the movie is one thing. I can actually laugh and joke along with that. Trying to tear me down for posting racy photos is another. Fuck the patriarchy. Fuck misogyny. Wow. Fuck this. Wow. I, uh, I'm i having a hard time believing she doesn't get much acting work these days. She seems like a real joy to I work know. with. If you were going to kill yourself, you should have killed yourself based on how bad that movie that is. And your great. involvement in it. So Paul Shear responds back to this. This is all on Instagram. <laughs> the picture app. Where yes. people write multi-paragraph screens yeah. yes. on the app for sharing pictures of your lunch. I'm sorry, go ahead. You are absolutely right. Oh, I God. see how using the term racy could be harmful and degrading. Oh my god. Alright, let's start over. Sorry, dude. You're no. absolutely right. I see how using the term racy can be harmful and degrading, especially after paying you a compliment. Thank you for your patience and time to engage with me on something I was embarrassingly too naive to see. Oh, God. I have taken this to heart. And in the future, I'll make sure to be mindful of not only the words I use and the power they wield, but more importantly, of respecting the separation of films and actors in them. Oh, God. I'm sorry to have made you feel disrespected or to have caused any embarrassment. You don't deserve that or to feel that way. Oh. What's wrong with this dude? His career is so fragile that he can't even, like, deal with the fact that he might get canceled in any fucking way. 
But he's also a, a cock. Well, yeah, his, his career's not that great. He could get canceled at but any second. He just said thank you for calling me an asshole. Yeah. Correct. Okay. <laughs> Holy shit. He's actually funnier than anything he's ever done. Here's the rest of it. <laughs> Besides taking out those few seconds, let me know if there's anything else you would like me to edit from the episode. Oh, oh my god. god. I don't want anything oh, to exist in this episode that makes you feel uncomfortable. <laughs> Take the whole episode down. Way, fucking shit. loser. Way to give in. If that weren't enough, you know they do the mini episodes yeah. in between episodes? Oh no. This is a longer clip. This is the beginning of the apology that Paul then had to put out. No, he pulled that clip out of the episode immediately. But he still feels the need, even though he apologized all over social media. Apologize to some fucking nobody. Apologize to a nobody who is trying to look sexy on her Instagram. She's dancing around. She's half naked. She's hot. It's great. Good for her. Yeah. I'm a fan now. Yeah, but you using, can't say that. Though. Using what? the word racy is like rape, Carl. <laughs> that's, what, that's how they're treating it. This is insane. I, live, I, live in a, I understand why you think the earth is flat. Like, Jesus, this it's is all insane. It's even an antiquated word that nobody uses. Oh, I know. Racy. With the Jimi Hendrix song, Foxy Lady, worse than the Holocaust. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying that right now. Nice gams, broad. Yeah. What? It's a good thing Jimi Hendrix is dead or he'd be canceled. <laughs> Exactly. All right. So here is his heartfelt apology. I want to talk about something that happened uh, last week on the oh show. God, please cry. It's probably something that many of you don't even know happened because we were able to edit it and change the show before like 95% of you even heard it. Um, but in talking about the film, A Talking Cat, we referenced <laughs> and joked about the Instagram pages of an actor and an actress in the film. Uh, I used the term racy oh! and very sexy oh, to God. describe the images that we saw on their pages. I'm offended. Now, when the podcast was released, it was brought to my attention that the context of a photo um, that we spoke about on Janice Valdez's page made our comments incredibly thoughtless and insensitive. Oh, fuck. And while our action was careless this was not our intention at all oh. which is why i immediately reached out to her to apologize and, and make amends now initially my goal there was just i gotta fix this uh but i stayed in that moment and i listened to janice and other people who were discussing it and it gave me a chance to see firsthand how my cavalier attitude of describing these two working actors oh, God. in words that only objectified them could be viewed oh, as shaming fuck. or misogynistic, sexist, and even degrading or minimizing of their careers. And I <laughs> their careers. was completely mortified and embarrassed that I did that as an actor, as a human being. Um, I didn't give a second thought to just offering up these photos for discussion. You should have a music. You know, um, the photos in the I didn't look sphere. at the power that I hold here, sitting behind this microphone. And I realized in that moment that in a way I reinforced the attitudes of this patriarchal and sexist society, oh my especially one God. that exists here in the entertainment business. And that's shit. just something I don't want to do or be associated with. 
This oh, sums God. up why this show is not funny anymore. Nah, yeah, oh. you just witnessed the death of comedy and Correct. how this get made. Correct. So, and a lot of comedy. By this logic, any married man who's used the term or the words, you look beautiful tonight, honey, yeah. is a fucking monster. Eric, Part of the problem. Eric Clapton, cancel him. Worse than Cuomo. <laughs> Fuck him. Get him out of here. Well, as Gary Gary said in the chat, she's objectifying herself. Yeah. That's why you take videos of yourself in sexy outfits dancing around and put it on the internet. Yeah. Because you're hot and you want people to ogle. Right. Right? I mean, what, what, are, what are we trying to accomplish? Right. And if this actress got an <laughs> offer to well, to be on the, an HBO show, like HBO Girls, where that one chick got her ass eaten by a guy, and you're getting paid to like sit there and... Why are you half hard right now? Yeah. <laughs> I can't talk because I'm so turned on. She would jump at the chance to get her ass eaten on HBO. And she's going to fucking wow. act like she's offended because she put these pictures up there and somebody said, oh, that's hot. Janice, answer the question. Would you jump at the chance to get your ass eaten you on HBO? You know you would. So that was, among us? that was two and a half minutes. <laughs> it doesn't end there, guys. Oh, no. <laughs> it's not over yet. God. Oh, God. More, more apology coming here. In a time where everyone is being accused of virtual signaling, I wanted to take a moment and admit my mistake, not just edit it away, um, but acknowledge that even with the best intentions sometimes, these unconscious attitudes um, and these power imbalances just might creep out. Holy so shit. what he said there, which is amazing, yeah. is... In this time of virtual signaling, people being accused of virtual signaling, it's not. It's called virtue signaling, which is what you're doing. Yeah. But he actually does not understand the concept. Yeah. He called it virtual signaling. <laughs> I didn't want to just delete the episode and not talk about it. I wanted to explain it. You're virtue signaling, Paul. You didn't do anything wrong. I don't know about how I can explain this. You did nothing wrong. I do the same type of research when we're doing a podcast. Is this chick hot? Yeah. Is she on Instagram? I do the same research. It's very important research yeah. that we do. Meanwhile, Kramer had a shorter apology than this. Yes! And he dropped like 10 N-bombs on stage. It was incredibly eye-opening to me. And I really want to thank Janice oh, for exchanging messages God. with me at a time when she was hurt. But she really pushed me to think in this direction. And, and it will help me grow and be more oh, intentional shit. with my choices. Also, and most importantly, on behalf of myself and Jason and Jessica and the entire show, I just want to say how sorry we are for any hurt that we caused you, Janice, um, due to our lack of sensitivity. It's conversations and interactions like these that I think help us all grow, but sometimes we're embarrassed to admit that we might need Wow. Maybe she's the one that needs to grow. Yeah, like, right. grow with thicker skin. Don't yeah. fucking show your ass on Instagram and think that anybody that thinks it's hot is the bad guy. For using the term racy, a nine-minute apology over multiple platforms. But what Paul Shear just said, and this is becoming so prevalent right now, is he's going to do the work. I'm doing the work now. Yeah. We all have to do the work. We can't host The Bachelor for an entire year. It's, I no longer so think work. my wife is hot. Yeah. It's, it's cool. so much work it's, that like, it's like Papa John's. I'm going to go to therapy for 18 months to drop the R word, racy, from my vocabulary. <laughs> <laughs> right. So I don't normally do this. Now that we've heard all of this, I'm going to replay the clip that forced all of this to happen. Yeah. 
That is okay, one of the that, actors in the movie that you're looking at. That oh adds my. up. Wait, that's one of the actors? Yeah, that is the twin sister. I just sent you a picture of the twin sister. Oh, who wow. Really has changed her image and her name uh, oh, since I this see, film. I, see. I thought you meant... Wow. Um, oh, wow. I because thought, I actually thought that of all the actors, she had the I most... I thought she had the she most... The most uh, promising she was, talent. She was great. Oh, she was great. So much yeah. so that I Googled her to find out what she's been doing, and she's changed her name and uh, and posting some... Uh, some interesting, some, ver- some interesting picks. Some interesting picks. Some racy stuff. Some racy stuff. So Jason said it, actually. But, <laughs> guys, what are we talking about? It was all compliments. Yeah. yeah. Everything they it. said was a compliment. We she seemed like the best person. Movie. Yeah. Well, yeah, she seemed like she had promise. And look at her now. She's fucking hot. Like, what the fuck just happened here? Yeah. That led to, I'm going to commit suicide, yeah. and now we have to go on an apology to her? Yeah. That woman is a problem. That woman is a problem, and you thought that was the cringe of the week. It was not. Cringe of the week. Cringe of the week. I got a cringe from Adam Thoreau, who decided to give Dentown a listen. Oh. And our buddy, Patty Broken Skull, mm. does something here. Well, I think he's Patrick Michael on Dentown. I apologize. I didn't mean to misname him. Yeah, you're part of the patriarchy. This is great because he's reading a script. And he doesn't realize that there's quotes around something, so he reads it as a narrator, fixes it, but does no editing. It's in the house, Dave. I can hear it. It's in the house, and the police aren't even here yet. I love you so much. Please know that in case I don't make it. At this point in the message, tears of horror made their way down Dave's face. I can hear it in the room. It's just outside the... I can hear it in the room. It's just <laughs> <laughs> Well done! Ugh. Patty Seacups, uh, never, Beautiful. never disappointing. And there's going to be more Patty on this episode because I listened to an entire episode of Are You Hungry, his nice. new podcast, where he asks people, have you ever worked at a fast food restaurant? Mm. And how many napkins do you take? Yeah. These are legit questions he asks. But before we get into any of that, you have a Cringe of the Week. Yeah, I brought week. a Cringe of the Week. Uh, these are This is going to be the reigning champ of Cringe of the Week, I'm pretty sure. Oh, wow, call it a shot. This, There's going to be tons more episodes after this. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to do this every night. Well, no, because they've been on already so many times. This is a popular show called Behind the Bastards. Now, uh, he this is a show where he reads a book report to another person. It's a different person all the time. One of his favorite co-hosts is a hip-hop artist named Prop. So here's 30 seconds of Prop trying to, a compilation, obviously, of him trying to get a thought out. You know, you know, like, like, kind of like, like, like where you're just like, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, 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 um, like, you know, like, I, I see like, okay, so yeah, like, uh, like, you know, like, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? And it's like, like, you know what I'm saying? And then like, like, God dog, like, you know, you know, like, like that's, it's just, it's, I, I don't know. Like, mm-hmm. okay. They. You know, it, the street shit that's like, you know, you know, and it, and it's, you know, um, like, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Like, fuck y'all. <laughs> so, so you find this uh, difficult to listen to, do you, Crush? Is this no. a white guy or the whitest black guy? Well, I, I believe he's a black gentleman and he's okay. a hip hop artist and a, and a poet. And one would imagine you'd need a way with words to have those in your job title, but... <laughs> yeah, right? I don't hear... I'm not, well, maybe I do. Never yeah, mind. Apparently not. Sounds like Simon Rex in Scary Movie 3. <laughs> it's like, not street. So, I was uh, listening to No Agenda, as I often do, and the donation segment came on, and they've been doing this thing. Adam Curry was on Joe Rogan about a year ago. And they've gotten a lot of new listeners from that appearance and people 
will donate to the show and say, hey, I discovered you through Joe Rogan. And they have this jingle for a Joe Rogan donation. And I was very excited to hear this. Dennis Caffrey in West West Ampton, New Jersey. Is that right? Not mm, West Ampton? I don't know a West Ampton, so I'm, yeah. Well, that's what it says. Yeah. 233.33. I first discovered No Agenda after John's appearance on Who Are These Podcasts. There you go. Score. Who Are These Podcasts donation. <laughs> nice. We got a jingle. JCD giving us the Who Are These Podcast donation jingle. And uh, I do want to thank, um, what was his name over here? It was Dennis Caffrey. Thank you so much for donating to No Agenda and for giving us a shout out. That's awesome. Earlier this week, since we're talking about uh, Who Are These Podcasts being another podcast, I was listening to um, Anthony Cumia live and he mentioned that he was going to be talking about Scorch. Hmm. Coming up. And we did Scorch recently back in our October, October mm-hmm. run. So I have some information about Scorch. I thought that'd be fun. I'll, I'll call in and talk to him about Scorch. And we had a conversation, not a lot about Scorch, a lot about Opie and things like that. But uh, afterwards, Anthony had some nice things to say. So I thought I would play them on this show. <laughs> he's fucking great. He, he does. And, and not only like, it's not only because he's goofing on people I know. Like, I know that's extra funny to me. But the guy is very good at broadcasting. Like, he knows how to broadcast, which is so funny when you hear him talking about Opie, a guy that, I've been doing this fucking since I was 18, and I've been doing radio. I know how to do radio. Uh, And then you're listening to a guy goofing on the expert radio guy that is so much more talented broadcasting-wise than Opie ever was. Like, he knows how to... Tell a compelling story. He knows how to keep things quick if they need to be done quickly. He's got clips. He's got production that makes me laugh. Every time he puts Stuttering John on, I I look forward to hearing the tequila song finished up by (laughs) Gagee. It's weird. And the Opie, brother man, brother man. And then the fart sound. I look forward to these things. That's production. So, it's fucking Carl's amazing. He does a great job. One of my favorite uh, shows. Please go on. Um, and that'll be the new promo for their <laughs> program. That'll be the new opener for, for their show. I listen every time. I love Who Are These Podcasts. Home awesome. run, Comia. Home run. Victory lap. Victory lap. Great one. Carl's taking a victory lap. Great one. Great one. Great one. Great one. Oh, well, right. I, I mean, I have some good news for Anthony. What's that? I brought some Opie shit. Oh, good. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited to get into that. Should we do that right now? You have mm-hmm. a stinger? Well, I mean, obviously, we're going to need a little bit of a stinger action. We're going to do that. What do you got, Andy? Well, you know, he's cranking them out. I mean, it's not all his shit. It's uh, Opie and Anthony just rebroadcasting shit some of the time. But he literally finds the clips on YouTube and then puts them out as his podcast. Yeah. Jesus. It's ponderous. Uh, yeah. The one he t- in the middle of the week, it w- you you click Opie Radio and it's Anthony talking at the beginning of it yeah. about Patrice. Yeah. I know. It's amazing. But that's not the one that I brought. Good. The, the later one is uh, 
him just in his house, he's gone to giving people what they want, which is, oh, I'm going to talk about the ONA days. But, you know, most people will sequester their pets because cats like to jump on the keyboard. Dogs like to bark in the background. He's got this new dog. Oh, Opie, not only does he let his dog sit next to him, but he pays so much attention to the dog. The dog isn't even doing anything. And I'll yeah. be like, what? Right. Oh, what do you want? Hey, right. I'm trying to broadcast over here. Like, Jesus yeah. Christ. And apparently he's got a feud going with this pregnant woman next door. Clip 12. Is, <laughs> but his dog just carrying on because this pregnant woman is walking out in front of his house. My dog actually doesn't bark this much usually. But uh, he can feel... <laughs> He could feel her terrible energy as she now looks up at the house. She's now looking up. She wants another confrontation. I'm telling you right now. So dumb, so dumb, so dumb, so dumb. <laughs> I mean, everybody that is just like, I want this podcast to be good. I better find a quiet place and do my best. And Opie is just, he's just like, ah, you know, good enough. Oh, not only, and it gets worse than that. Not only does he not find a place to broadcast from and like build a studio in his house or something that most people would do, he also loves to get distracted. So he just went back to New York City for the first time in a year. He's back in his apartment in New York City. And instead of looking out at the beach, he's looking out at Manhattan and getting distracted again. I forgot the genre. It's actually called something. And people down in Mississippi that really know their blues know this particular style of blues. Look at the helicopter. Hi, helicopter. Holy Where are you going? <laughs> Why would you do it? It sounds like a child. It's what a child would do if you put a microphone in front of them. A oh, very yeah. small child. Yeah. <laughs> a dumb, small child. Yeah. He was- so it's either that reacting like a child to something that just happens to float into your field of vision, or it's you laid in bed all night trying to think of what you were going to talk about on your podcast. Yeah. And you got to start the show strong with a bit and then beat it into the fucking ground. <laughs> Clip 11. Okay. Does anyone else, when they listen to Def Leppard um, and, you know, you want to play air drums, do you do it with one arm or two? Jesus Christ. I need to know. Do you do it with the one arm? Depends on which album. Show respect. I mean, because those drum parts and those Def Leppard songs are amazing, but do you go two <laughs> hands? Let's hear it again. Or do you show the respect and you're just pounding away with one arm? <laughs> Yeah. All right, doggy. <laughs> you know, in the next 10 hours, he's going to tell that joke 10 more times. Oh, yeah. I was very excited Fucking about that. idiot. All right. What now, a hot take. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> very contemporary. All right. Now, I actually, when I was going back through this, finding this. I uh, liked that joke when it was the 90s. Yeah, and uh, what was that? Bloodhound Gang. Bloodhound Gang made, made yeah. that joke. Anyway. And they were 10 years too late. <laughs> yeah. And that was 25 goddamn years ago. Yeah. Fucking idiot. Oh, wow. Anyway, it's yeah, great. He's got some real good Bing Crosby zingers coming up yeah. next. <laughs> Do you know tuned. that Sammy Davis Jr. only had one eye? Oh, no shit. You know, when Watch I listen out. to his albums, I like to close one of my eyes. Yeah, when you, when you do karaoke to Sammy Davis Jr., <laughs> do you keep both eyes open? We write this down. Yeah. Every oh. next week's. Tune in next week. He's going to tell some Helen Keller jokes. Yeah. So uh, this actually did make me laugh. Okay. I mean, it's the most lowbrow thing, and he does it all the time. Okay, I think it's just kind of like it's infecting me, and I kind of like it. He's doing his funny voices. This is a oh. little compilation of okay. the thirteen. God, we're doing this again, Harry. Harry, he's doing it again. He's got to explain the Anthony thing again. Harry, get over here. He might 
say something different this time. Get me my goddamn popcorn. Where is the smoky paprika I needed for my dish? Chicken stock? What aisle is the chicken stock in? Holy I like shit. It. it makes me laugh now. You enjoy that? <laughs> uh, it's come around. You know, it goes around the bend and comes so, back to being funny, I guess. All right. So I this is a different episode. But I have okay. the same voice that yeah, I've captured here because that's the voice that he does. Oh, I love it. Let me set it up by first. He explains yet again. He's a broken record. He has nothing to talk about. He has no friends anymore. Yeah. Right? He first uh, explains this. But then I confuse people with the thing about the women. I'm kind of a feminist. <laughs> Look up the definition before you go. Ew. You literally just think that women are equal to men. God forbid you think that in 2021. So he explains how he's a feminist later in the episode by talking about these Cuomo accusers. I really tend to believe women when it comes to this sexual harassment thing. I think they got fucked over the years in uh, workplaces and uh, the power struggle that is between a man and a woman. Oh my God, he's talking like a feminist. Harry, you gotta hear this. The guy that invented Whip Mount Wednesday is supporting women. You're not gonna believe it. Give me my pink berry and a large spoon, goddammit! Anyway. He does these impersonations. I swear, you would think it was the real people. <laughs> so, but that's him impersonating his listeners. Yeah. That's yes. what he thinks you, the listener, sound like when right. you're at home listening to his show. Well, he has no respect for you, and rightfully so. If well, you're listening to the show yeah, uh, and not making money from it, what are you doing? He's probably not that far off. Yeah. <laughs> right, I mean, probably not that sure. far off. Croge, I have a couple things for you. Oh, boy. Because Good. you are both a musician, and, blues and musician, asshole. blues musician, <laughs> and a Zeppelin fan. So there's a few things here that I wanted to, to play for you. Oh, great. Now, before he got sidetracked by that helicopter, he was yeah. talking about this Mississippi blues musician known as uh, Jimmy Duck Holmes. Okay. And he says this about this blues musician that will blow you away. His name is Jimmy Duck Holmes. And he's this old, old-time blues musician in Mississippi. And what's cool about this guy is that um, he doesn't write any of his songs down. He doesn't write any of his, his songs out at all. And every time he performs his songs, he performs them differently, which is fucking nuts if you think about it. That's the entire history of blues, folk, and country music. And that jazz. And jazz. <laughs> but he, I mean, never, he never writes it down. Blues music has never been written down. That's kind of uh, yeah. how it wow. came out organically. You would almost suspect that Obi has no idea what he's talking about when it comes to music. You would almost think that. Wow. And then he has the hottest of hot takes when talking about rock radio. Ooh. That's what drove me nuts when I, I did uh, rock radio for a bunch of years i'm like there's so many great songs out there that they're they were scared to play on the radio you start doing deep tracks of zeppelin it, it was the same shit why are we playing stairway to heaven again or rock and roll christ boom hot take wow now when he says he knows the zeppelin catalog and he knows there's other songs besides stairway and rock and roll yeah. that are good songs he proves it with this next one. I want to get your take on this, Crush, because this he goes deep. Oof. And I'll tell you right now, um, Led Zeppelin 3 is my favorite Zeppelin album. Most okay. people would go four. I go three. <laughs> I go with the tree. And two's not far behind. Whoa! <laughs> <Three>. Two? <laughs> That's some hot takes right there. 
He knows about Zeppelin 1, 2, 3, and 4. <laughs> that's impressive. Holy shit. It's a yeah, good thing that they're just titled numbers. <laughs> I want to hear his take on the band Chicago. Now, a lot of people say Chicago 8 was great, but I like 6 and 7. But 11 is bullshit. Don't even come at me with 11. 11. But around 13, they got good again. But 15, take your 15 and shove it up your ass, Chicago. You might be shocked to find out that the chat is bored while listening to his show. Wait, you guys are talking about Obama and kids in cages? What the fuck happened to the chat today? You didn't like what I was talking about, so you're like, fuck that. Let's, uh, let's make up our own show. <laughs> Wow. I have to say, this is a phenomenon that I'm noticing from both Opie and Stuttering John. And actually, Heather W. pointed this out to me. When you look at Stuttering John's chat, yeah. they're not talking about what he's talking about. Yeah, they're They're chatting. hanging out with their friends. <laughs> like, that's their social hour. There are people, and there's only a few dozen, but there are people who get together and they're like, oh, at 3 o'clock uh, in the afternoon, this is when Stuttering John's on. Or at 9 a.m., this is when Opie's on. And they go on there and they just chat with each other. Because their show is so fucking boring that there's no yeah. reason to chat about the show. I'm proud to say that our chat is still talking about our show. I mean, yeah. still, one day won't be the, the case, but yeah. for now, well, all they're those, actually talking about the shit that we're talking about. All the those attention. listeners that were listening to a show for people with no friends have found friends. Yes! It's a way to have friends. It proves it. You're yeah. right. Because if they just wanted to chat with people, they would just like go somewhere and chat with people if they had friends. Right. IRL. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Actually, I have uh, my clip 14 is somebody kind of getting over Opie in the chat. Morley TV, did it even bother you when Anthony brought his 17-year-old girlfriend to the studio? Oh, my God. I just read that cold. Oh, my God. I just read that cold. I told you the other day I read these things cold sometimes. Oh, my goodness. (sighs) There were a lot of things that... That bothered me about Anthony. Let's just put it that way for now. Okay. Was it cold though? Um, <laughs> where was I? That just threw me off. <laughs> Holy shit! I can't read these cold anymore. I swear to God, I just read that cold. I thought, oh, he's giving me five dollars off the YouTube. Let me just read his comment. It's going to be pretty mundane, and then it was just an explosive comment right there. What the fuck? Stupid! You're so, <laughs> so what I just heard is yep. any of us right now are five dollars away from getting Opie to drop the N word, <laughs> right? <laughs> well, what he's trying to say, he wanted to read that, and then he's pretending that he didn't want to. Yeah. Oh, I didn't want to put that out there. Oh, did I see him rape a hooker? Oh my god! Ah, <laughs> someone just wrote that in there. I didn't want to say that. Now, it's interesting that you would say that you're five dollars away from getting anybody to say something that you want them to say. Because I actually did that. Oh, yes, you did. Yeah. Did you actually? Yeah, this? Why don't we do that? Why don't we tie that in real quick? Because uh, Andy, this, there's a reason why Andy's the GOAT. Andy. There's a reason for that. because It's because he goes above and beyond. And I have $5. <laughs> and you know who wants $5? Yeah. Stuttering John. Five bucks is above and beyond me. I'll give you that. Yeah. So uh, I was uh, checking out the Stuttering John podcast the other day. And I couldn't help but notice one of the people who was giving him money and chatting with him had a name that sounded a little bit suspicious. Like maybe it wasn't their real name. Jell King, thanks for the super chat. Any friends of John's, a friend of mine, Saudi is down with Jell King. Okay. <laughs> Jell King! Andy got him to say Jell King. Amazing. I got to say Saldi is down with Jell King. You, you need to take a victory lap, my friend. Uh, yeah. That is you. well done. Uh, yeah. I nice. like fucking with John. How? is it though that people are giving 
Opie Money, not people, person. Yeah. Benjamin no. Tucker. That would be yeah. awesome. $10 from Benjamin Tucker. Thank you, buddy. Why does this guy keep giving him money? I don't understand this. $10 from Benjamin Tucker. I want to have Benjamin Tucker on the show. Can someone please get in touch with this guy? I want to know what's going on. Oh, my God. I don't know why anybody's giving that podcast money. Opie's got some weird jealousy going on. He's talking about the Grammys. I didn't watch the Grammys. And this is just a weird thing to say. You got all these people uh, all over their, um, their socials bragging that they won a Grammy. I'm like, I don't give a fuck you won a Grammy. Who gives a shit? We're all trying to uh, keep our family safe. We're trying to open up our businesses again. <laughs> We're fucking checking our bank accounts to see if our checks came. And you got people out there like, oh, my God, this is a video of me. When I found out that I won a Grammy, I was in the middle of filming my hit TV show when I found out. Oh, my God. Yeah, regular people can relate to that, you dope. So if this was a specific person he wanted to call out, yeah, it would make sense. But just saying that you can't say, hey, I won a Grammy, I'm really excited about it, because maybe someone's out of a job is retarded. Well, and this is coming from a guy who puts videos on the internet of him talking to his dog. Right. Like, anybody who puts a video out that I won a Grammy's bullshit, but videos of me talking to my dog or looking at a helicopter. Yeah, that's good shit. Stuttering John was a keynote speaker at the Stuttering Conference. Did you know that? It's a new brag of his. (laughs) Like, what the fuck are you talking about? the cream of Jules Jabbar. Come on. Um, Speaking of getting people to say anything you want because you just give them money and they will, Eric Zane... Yeah. Of the Eric Zane show. Oh, no. Come has on. He's been feuding. He's trying to start a war with Chad Zumach. I played okay. a clip a week or two ago of him calling Zumach out and calling him a piece of shit and an asshole. Well, he's taken to social media and is calling Zumach out and trying to get things going. Some of the Zaniacs are now tweeting directly. Chad to, Zumach's not in jail? To Zumach. He's not in jail. Okay. So Zane sent me a, a tax. He said he paid Zumach $35 to do a cameo. And, uh, the funny thing about Cameo is that it's basically set up to be trolled. Yeah. Right. You shouldn't go on Cameo if you have a bunch of people who hate you and oh, you, want you to say ridiculous things. You don't things. say. Yeah. I didn't know. <laughs> Andy knows all about that. Once again, the GOAT. So 35 bucks for a Zumach Cameo, and he gets a note back that says, Chad Zumach wasn't able to complete your Cameo request. So You've got to be slick about it, Eric Zane. Eric. Eric Zane went on Twitter, posted that, and said, Are you kidding me? What the fuck at Chad Zumach? I hear you to do a cameo, and you bitch out. I'm outraged. Typical Ohio bitch move. And <laughs> well, then... see, they, Chad Zumach is not the equivalent of the kid that eats worms for quarter at, at recess. Yeah. You know, that's what Super Chat is. Yes. It's like, hey, Stuttering John, I'll give you a, a yeah. quarter to yeah. humiliate yourself. That's actually a great analogy. Yeah. That's and so spot on. It's, that's just not Zumach. I'm sorry. I derailed you. No, I'm just. Oh, reading, right. I, I, I'm doing something very unprofessional. I'm reading my phone right now. I'm trying well, to you're remember, trying to find content. Trying to remember what else I wanted to talk about okay. here because now the Zaniacs are trying to hire Zubak to say things, and they're all getting shit back. Um, so his, he said his audience is booking him, and it keeps getting declined. Here's a screenshot from one of them, and he wrote back, "I don't like this dude, or why he's having people contact me with dumb requests." I don't like this dude. So Zumach is just not having it. He's mm-hmm. not going to go along with the cameo requests. Yeah. You have to be adult to fall for it. That's why you can get over on Opie and Stuttering John. Correct. As has been proven quite a bit. Now, 
Croge, you wanted to talk about Alex Jones. Was I, there something yeah. that happened oh. recently? So I got three uh, real quick clips for you. I want to take you guys back in time to a, to a simpler, gentler time of uh, Tuesday. <laughs> on, on Tuesday night, there was a, a horrific shooting in, like, Georgia or something. In Atlanta, uh, yeah, the massage powers. And there was a bunch of talk of, like, anti-Asian sentiment. Uh, that was something that was on people's minds. Sure. So Alex Jones heard this. He took it into his heart. He thought about it. He's a God-fearing Christian man, as we've covered. Yeah. And this is how he opened his show on Wednesday morning. This is his character, his long-running character. Fentanyl the Chinese Dragon. Oh boy. Aroha, amigos. It's me, Fentanyl the Dragon. I am named after the product that my bosses, CCP, bring into your country. We will talk about Fentanyl in a moment, but first the COVID hoax. Why is it the Mexican hat? Yeah, I was just going to say that. What the fuck? <laughs> Does he not know? Or is this even more insulting than I thought it was? It gets worse, believe it or not. That, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I love it when he does voices. So. This guy's great. That I launched with your Bill Gates and, of course, Klaus Schwab on you a year ago. That's that for stupid Americans. You collapse while China stay open. Good American, shut your mouth. Take your shot and die. Cut your son's genitals off. Tell your little girl they're a boy. <laughs> this guy is off the fucking reservation. So I think we can all agree this is dynamite content. Just the timing is a little bit off. Is that what you're yeah, saying, Crunch? Yeah. <laughs> four minutes of that, dude. The, <laughs> the beginning of his show Shit. is four minutes Good of that. Good God. So I think they fucked up with the Mexican hat dance though because then they switched it to the Japanese yeah, music yeah, after yeah, that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Mexican hat dance. It just makes everything hilarious. <laughs> and it's great. It's Holy like the Benny Hill shit. theme. It makes sense. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. The question is, is that intentional or is it brilliant? Like it, it's brilliant if it's intentional. Well, I or is don't, it just it's stupidity? <laughs> I don't know that anything is intentional on his show. So uh, one of the hallmarks of the Alex Jones show is that he announces all the shit he's gonna do later that day. Yeah. I'm gonna prove all this shit that I'm telling and you. So never much, get around. I got the documents, so I got the reports, so much to get to. And never get around to it. Not a single one. He never gets <laughs> any of it. He's he's never able to prove any of the shit. Now, so he's out hiking. God downloads to his brain that the world is going to end in 2035 because that's when the chai comms are going to fully take over some shit. So uh, he sets it up to play this clip. They play the wrong clip, number 20. <laughs> and I just went off and had lunch, was getting ready for the report to come on, and I, I saw something else come on while I was eating lunch. I was like, holy hell, what's that? And so I ran back in there, and they're like, oh, we didn't know you wanted to air this report. So, so that was not a tactic to say, coming back 2035. And so you, the whole show, I'm like saying, it's coming up, it's coming up. That wasn't a tactic to then well, you know, leave you there in the lurch with what we just aired. It's great. Everything I do, I shoot in writing from now on. I should have a little computer that puts a printout. Well, the military does that. And then it's like a bzzz, And then I can just, because crew's great, crew's great. Maybe I should just quit. Maybe that, seriously, I'm thinking about, I've kind of done my mission, haven't I? Maybe I should just walk out of here and they do a better job and never see me again. Now, I love a lot about that clip, but yeah. my favorite thing is maybe I should get a computer yeah. with a list of things I want to talk about, like the military does. Yeah. 
You mean like a spokesperson or like a competent any, broadcaster? Like anyone doing a podcast. <laughs> yeah. I have a list of things I want to talk about. It's up on the computer. Yeah. Like the military does. Okay. <laughs> but the freak out gets a little worse. And it, this is my my last clip. And the sound that you hear is Alex Jones smashing himself in the face repeatedly. This might be my favorite clip I've ever pulled. Oh, wow. And I said, here's the articles I want at 1230 to put over this, this thing we're going to hear. And then I promoted it, and I promoted it, and I promoted it, and I promoted it. And I'm not even bitching. I'm trying to understand why I'm the worst communicator. Worst. Do a better job. Get your ass together now. I'm serious. I suck. Can't get shit. (laughs) (laughs) New drop. They're freaking killing everybody. Everybody's in a trance. All right, let's go to rebroadcast for a while. We'll see if I get boiled <laughs> I'm serious, man. I'm two inches, folks, from walking out here forever. Can't do this anymore, man. We're in a damn war. They're murdering everybody. It's funny. Well, I don't think it's funny. <sighs> I got I to gotta give it to him. So... Remember when Glenn Beck cried on television and you know, it was obviously an act and he's an actor. Alex Jones take it to another level. Oh yeah. He's punching himself in the face. Oh yeah. And he's and, not sure if he's going to be back after break and having a full on meltdown. Cause they played the wrong clip. <laughs> they played the wrong clip. So he's going to quit forever. Fuck all these people. He's smashing himself in the face. I suck. God damn it. I suck. And you can hear that there's, they hit the delay because it, it gets out most of the shit, and then there's a cut. Like, they hit, they were dumping uh, the button yes. on Oh, it. yeah, the, the <laughs> shit got cut out. You could yeah. do that, yeah. But they didn't that catch all of it. full-on meltdown. Oh, yes. yeah. There's stuff that's on the cutting room floor we didn't hear. And then <laughs> in the, the video version of the show, all oh, that's gone. No shit. It's all been censored. He was censored. They censored him from doing that, and they just inserted the right clip that he wanted to play. That no shit. Is that, that the world is going to end in 2035? Yeah. Oh, I didn't hear about that. That's pretty funny. Yeah, it's good this, stuff, man. This guy needs fucking medication. Well, if it wasn't satanic and not real. If you yeah. go to InfoWars store, you yeah. could probably find a supplement that would calm you down a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, this, uh, this supplement, if you do a bad show, it, you don't care about it. It's great. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Really Alpha Force. Does. Please get it. <laughs> right. Holy shit. Wow. That's good stuff, Crouch. Yeah, that is. Oh, uh, that's fun. Always a wild ride. There's, if, if there's one complaint I have about what we do here on Who Are These Podcasts, not enough Alex Jones. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's my one complaint. But there's another person who you cannot get enough of. That's right. It's our friend Stuttering John. We've been doing some deep fake videos with our buddy Circus Midget and starring producer Chris. We've put two of them out and they're fun. They're up on our YouTube channel. We'll be putting out a few more that we have ready to go. And uh, I just got to say, what is with these guys like Opie and John who pretend to have all of these fans and followers and yet it's the same people all the time that they end up calling out who it's like, oh yeah, you know, I, I keep getting all these people who are donating to me. I know there are a lot of people good as gold and a, a lot of other people who've been on the Patreons and the YouTubes. Have, you know, good as gold. 
the list goes yeah. on. You know, you know what I mean. King. Yeah. Yeah. And then not long, right. <laughs> <laughs> and then not long after that, because if you donate to his Patreon at the twenty dollar level for three months, you not only get an autographed T-shirt, which is fucking retarded. Mm. But you also get a Zoom call or a phone call from John. He wants to promote this again. I'll do a Zoom call. I'll do a personal call if you want to have Zoom with your family or your friends, anything like that. And then we'll just have a good time. I've already done one with Good as Gold and Mark P. And we had a great, great, great time. It's the same people over and over again. It's Good as Gold, Mark P, Hockey Puck. And then he even goes as far as to lie about who's donating to him. Fudgical 2018 is not a fan of Stuttering John's. <laughs> he does not donate to Stuttering John, and yet John continues to say that he does. Like uh, Fudgical 2018, he keeps on sending me PayPal's, and he just did one uh, the other day for 20 bucks, but totally, he's probably done like four or 500 bucks. So I wish you weren't a liar. <laughs> so this is the equivalent of putting a $5 bill in your own tip jar. Yeah. You know, just to let people know, like, by the way, some people are tipping pretty good today. If you want to go heavy, here's a 10 that I yeah. threw in there. He's going, this guy's giving me four, 500 bucks on PayPal. I mean, that's, that's what people do. And we know it's a lie. Pick a different random name that we don't know. And then we might believe you. I mean, I wouldn't, but yeah. this is provably not the case. He's such a fucking moron. Yeah. He's also, like, just straight-up panhandling on... It's, it's Super Chat Saturday. Yeah, if, I know. If, you, if you're listening on Saturday, you got to do a Super Chat. He's fucking panhandling. It's fucking... You're borderline homeless, dude. Why is this okay? I, well, I don't know. I mean, if you're stupid so enough bizarre. to give him money, then go ahead. I mean, I do, but... <laughs> yeah! You're the only person, right. you're the only person in this room who's giving him money. You and Vinny Paulino. I give him way too much money. Vinny's giving him a lot of money, too, which yeah. is ridiculous. But last thing I want to play, I didn't listen to um, Stuttering John this week. I just ran out of time, and it wasn't that important to me. Yeah. It's it's pretty. It's a lot to put up with to kind well, of the mine inter- out the like, interviews the you can, you gotta stuff. go right through all that well they, yeah. the interviews are fucking mindless well, he had another Horseshit. guy on the, while i was watching waiting for him to you know start paying attention to the chat this guy just doing the worst fucking impressions oh yeah i did see that's on yeah. yeah. the reddit piss poor he was doing his barack, barack obama, obama yeah. Yeah. and he was like explaining and how Bernie he did Sanders. It. yeah <laughs> It's not that good. If, if you, the first thing you have to do is go, this is uh, Bernie Sanders. If the first thing you're yeah. doing is saying yeah. the impression hey, that you're this doing. this is Jack Nicholson. Yeah. <laughs> now, the way that I do Jack, a lot of people don't know this, but the way that you do it's it. It's all in the nose. Yeah. I take my Christian Slater impression and I tune it down a half. <laughs> what I wanted to do is I wanted to watch the episode from Tuesday because his guest was his buddy from the pub. Uh, I didn't get around to it, uh, but that's how bad it's getting for John now because there isn't a lot going on with the dotard anymore. So there's a lot of people who are out there bitching about the dotard. So he's running low on guests and Hell Sparks has better things to do most days. <laughs> so he had his buddy from the pub as his first guest, which I have to go back and watch. I just didn't get a chance to do that. But last thing I want to play, he had another guy on. I'm not even sure who this was. He looked like he was sleeping in the video that I saw. And John was explaining why he was so good at the celebrity interviews back when he was on the Howard Stern show. It's so funny that you say that because somebody was complimenting me about my interviews on the Stern show and said, even if, you know, some of those questions weren't mine, because a lot of them were written by Jackie and Fred. All of them. But they were saying... But John was able to do it. 
You know what I mean? Like Keaton and even Tom Chipisano, like the general manager said, as many as they try to do what you do, they fail because you have a certain charm and innocence. Would you ever use the word charm to describe stuttering John Melendez? I mean, you're just, you overwhelm people with your charm. And they have to answer your ridiculous questions about their penis size. This guy's gotten five total compliments in his life. And he brings them up. He remembers all of them. This is a guy who's been punched in the face. He was assaulted by Sharon Stone's uh, bodyguard and won a lawsuit over it. He's like, ah, the reason why I was able to do this is because I'm so charming. Yeah. But in Jackie didn't write them all. When I asked Sharon Stone how she was doing, I came up with that. Yeah. <laughs> when I said, I really like the, the way your pussy looks. <laughs> oh, wait, that's right. Howard wrote that one. Uh, oh, boy. All right. As I teased earlier, I do want to get into a little bit of this. Don't tell me if you don't like my show. Don't tell me if you don't like my show. Don't tell me. Don't tell me if you don't like my show. Don't tell me if you don't like my show. Don't tell me. Because that's absurd. (laughs) Patty Broken Skull has a new podcast. It's called Are You Hungry? And he just put out his third episode of this show. Wow. With Dylan and Zach from Some Nobody's Podcast. I'm going to be doing a deep dive on this with Dick and Sean on The Dick Show, which will come out on Tuesday. But I have so many clips, I figured I would just do a little tease and show people what uh, Patrick Michael is up to. Now, it's a similar format to Do You Party, where he has pre-written questions that he's going to ask his guests as conversation starters. Yeah, yeah. great format. Does he happen to have any new names for hosting of this? Unfortunately not. Oh. He is Patty Broken Skull. Okay. I know. But, you know. It's only his third episode. Right. Yeah. Got to stick with the what n- works. The just, is young. Just wait a second. He'll have a new podcast next week. So I want to start off by showing you what he's trying to accomplish with this show. My main goal by the end of these episodes when people listen is I want the listener to want to eat. You see what I'm saying? Like, no, we okay. don't have to talk about how good the cheese was on, on our sandwich, but just the, the memories that are created. People are going to start salivating. It has, uh, there's only episode three. And it has not been a fail. No one's told me, but the guests themselves have been like, yeah, I'm going to Carl's Jr. after this. So pretty exciting stuff. So he he contradicts himself at the very beginning of the show. He says, I want to get people excited for food. Like you think about like the food network and food porn. Yeah. It it makes you want to eat food. He goes, I want people to want to eat, but don't talk about how delicious the food is. Talk about the memories it created. Well, that's the opposite. (laughs) That's the opposite of what you just said. That was his same take on the partying podcast it's going to bring my listeners back they're going to think about their own memories yep. and when i talk about how my xbox got stolen they'll relate that with their own lives all right Jeez. holy fuck this is amazing this is the ramblings of a moron <laughs> this is a guy who can't put together a coherent thought in his head and then spew it out it's just random nonsense, and I don't know how these two guys from the Some Nobody's podcast stick with it. This is the beginning of the show. I, if I was on a show with somebody who talked like this, I'd be like, listen, man, I didn't realize that my toaster was on. I got I yeah. to go to the other room. My mom's calling me. I, I got to go. One of the things that uh, I thought was so funny about the stories I've heard so far is when people talk about, I, I made the connection of the difficulty in the uh, application portion, portion when you go in for the interview, right? 
you you play a part and honestly your part should represent you at the job as well not just through the audition you see what i'm saying where oh i'm just playing this role and then i get the job now i can be a slack off and not do shit type of person i was never that guy but i'll tell you what i did talk shit to everybody i would work with all the time especially when it when it consisted of jobs that was not my job that i felt remember i'm tw i'm 17 to 20 years old i'm rebellious already i don't want to hear no nobody tell me shit so when a friend of mine or a guy who i started working with who's working on the same line becomes a manager and then he gets all uppity oh well guy i'm gonna make your nights bad i'm coming i'm coming for your head every night you know because i would just, because it's so fucking monotonous man people don't realize that and that's why i was i'm always so offended being a customer going into one of these places now and seeing somebody act like that like they demand this and this and this it's like dude you have never worked on the other side of that counter because there's mm -hmm. six people here that would beat the shit out of you just because of it <laughs> like you're lucky they're trying to keep their 775 an hour you see what i'm saying yeah but uh, zach what about you man <laughs> what you <Wow>. just said <laughs> is one of the most insanely idiotic things i have ever heard at no point in your rambling incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought? Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. Didn't it sound like I clipped that those those sentences from different parts of the show and put it together? <laughs> yeah, that I was did a not. Lot of... <laughs> I did not. That was ranting and raving. She starts off by talking about the interview process, how mm. you oh, got to no. play a part, but then Aud you got to be real because then you got to do what you said you're going to do in the interview. It was an audition. An audition, right. <laughs> I'm auditioning for the role of fry cook. So then I did some summer stock. <laughs> so then he says he wasn't lazy after getting the job, but he did talk shit when people told him to do things. And when employees who were better than him received a promotion, he was a huge pain in the ass to them. He made their life a living I'm going to come for your head. Then he said the job sucked and customers should recognize how hard it is to be a fast food employee. <laughs> and that if you order anything special, all six employees want to kick your ass. <laughs> all six employees are going to okay. murder you because you don't like pickles. All right. It's, it's not a hard job. It's not a hard job. It really, I promise you that. Do they deserve $15 an hour, Colonel? No! No! Okay. <laughs> they deserve what they get! Is that a career <laughs> asshole? setting me up for that, motherfucker? The CIA controls CNN. How do you not understand this? <laughs> All right. Uh, a couple more clips out here. This one I just found to be hilarious. Tried to get in at the kitchen at a bowling alley. Got two interviews. Never got the job. Mm. Didn't. And that's what we talked about, the vetting process. How do you, how, what, how do they decide that you're not qualified? You know what I'm saying? Without yeah. getting, it's, mm. it's easily the most trainable positions of any job. So think about that. <laughs> they listen to the shit that comes out of your mouth. Yes! That's how they decide. He had two interviews to work in the kitchen at a bowling alley, and they're like, this guy's not going to work <laughs> <Yeah>. out. <laughs> Let's call him in for a second interview just to fuck with him. <laughs> he still wasn't sure why he didn't get the gig 20 years later. He's still not like, what, what was it about me mm. that they didn't want to take a chance? Yeah. The manager was like, you put those gauges in your ears on purpose? Mm. Pass. Uh, and I love... I love pointing out what a bad podcaster is because he's been doing it so long. It's funny, like, you guys didn't podcast before we started the show and you guys started coming on. And he declared that he was the GOAT early on. Clearly but terrible at it. We've all gotten better as time has gone on. This guy has not. But you're not teaching people why they should do it. You're just teaching them what to do. That's annoying. Yeah. Uh, I like, uh, you, that's a perfect uh, way of 
putting a foundation on exactly what it is. Because that you said it perfectly there, and I was just thinking about how many times, and I, I literally just lost it, but that's fine. Let's ask another question. Damn oh it. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> you can tell that he just says words, hoping yeah. that he'll get somewhere with those words. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Quantity over quality. I had a thought this week, knowing that you guys are both coming on the show, mm-hmm. two fan favorites. Eventually... We're all going to have a falling out and everyone will start their own podcast. Whose will be now I get producer Chris, but whose will be the most popular of the three podcasts that we, that we have. I clearly Crozier. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that is the correct answer. My show's just going to be me playing Zeppelin B-Sides. I'm not not even going to talk. You guys heard of this album Zeppelin 2? You're practically (laughs) Alex Jones already. (laughs) All right, more Patrick Michael show. What a great podcast host he is. Anyways, <laughs> back to the question. Uh, what was it again? Oh, did you guys have a place? Did you guys have a hangout spot? <laughs> He's amazing. Well, I'll, I'll, let me play you an example. I might repeat some of these on Dick Show. I can't help it. He didn't cross the questions off in his diary like me. Yeah, like you do. Yeah. Oh, that joke's over. This is one of his questions that he asks. All right. Have you ever... <laughs> We'll just throw this one in there. Uh, how often do you ask for extra napkins? Never. No. Never. Never. I love that they give him nothing on that. <laughs> what kind of question is that? So what the, the premise of the show, and I can't wait to get more into it, but the premise of the show is he only talks about fast food restaurants. It's the only experience he's ever had in life. Yeah. He's only eaten at fast food restaurants. He's only worked at fast food restaurants. So all of his questions are about fast food restaurants. Down to questions like this. Have either one of you guys ever ordered a hot dog from a fast food place? Like, how is that Holy a conversation fuck. starter? Have you ever ordered a hot dog from a fast food place? Hey, Carl, Wait, you where? ever had french fries before? Yeah, I did. They were great. <laughs> the Baconator. Is it great or awesome? <laughs> <laughs> oh, and the whole reason why he asked that question is because he has his own answer that he wants to get into. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. The reason I asked the question is simply because I feel like people degrade the, the hot dog. A lot what? as a negative food. And I'll tell you what? what, man. I'll smash a hot dog any time of the day, any time of the week. Hot, cold, doesn't matter. Does he know what's cold? <laughs> yeah. For, is he eating his hot dogs right out of the fridge <laughs> and or freezer? Because that's what And it feeding like. them to his children, yeah. too. Cold hot dogs. I'm, I'm pretty sure. Jesus H. Christ. <laughs> it's amazing, isn't it? So it's anyway. It's fully cooked on it. Are you hungry? Over an hour of him talking. And what's great about this show is that it gets him to talk about his past life and not like the Do You Party show, but where he's trying to actually have a job and make money. The three months of his teenage years when he was employed. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. And I know Podcast Hitman calls me out fucking multiple times for going along with this Arby story where he quit in a huff, but he repeated (laughs) it again. I think it's true. I think he got fired for not putting the fucking meat away properly the night before. And he talks about what a shitty employee he was, too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he gets into these things, he's like, they kept telling us we didn't close right. What's, he didn't close right. That's why they tell you that. Yeah. Yeah. Every single time we closed, they, they yelled at us. You did it wrong then. You left perishable meat out <laughs> yes. overnight, you moron. But he told the story again about how he like ripped his shirt off and threw his hat in the dishwasher. I'm like, I think that actually happened. I think this is one of these guys who flies off the fucking handle and is like, fuck the world. Yeah. When people tell him he's not great at stuff. God damn it. Now that I said that, I want to stop playing these clips, but I had to play this one because he, <laughs> he goes back and forth with talking about how he doesn't say I was a shitty employee, but he implies it with how the other people treat him. 
you know, for the most part. Like, oh my God, every single time I would do this, they would tell me I was doing it wrong. It's like, well, <laughs> there's a reason for that, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, but then he'll say shit like this, which I find to be a bit of an exaggeration. I really did take pride in it where I would bust my ass, like head down grindstone let's get let's get the numbers man let's put these sandwiches out let's get this fried stuff out let's get these other you know what i mean i one time i ran mozzarella sticks in the middle of in the middle of winter out the front door and i slip right in front right by their driver's side door right like this like i'm still holding my beer not trying to spill it Okay, because in my head, I'm thinking if these hit the ground, I have to go get more mozzarella sticks (laughs) and I'm not into that. So I was like, I'd rather eat shit and hand them this, you know, keep this from touching the ground and and let them go upon uh, among their way. Then have them come back through and be like, well, he fell on them. Like, fuck, I've I've fallen many times. I would put myself on the line where I'd say I would die for this, but I don't expect the same from you. All I expect you to do is the bare minimum, the job that's required of you. I will pick up the rest of that slack. I have no other reason not to, right? Holy shit. Again, just contradicting himself all over the place. He's like, people would tell me what to do. I'd say, fuck you. I'm not going to do what you tell me to do. And then he would jump on a grenade to save mozzarella sticks and order a mozzarella sticks, which, by the way, as far as fried food goes, the fastest to cook. Yeah, right. Mozzarella sticks cook very quickly. It's like, if you got to redo an order, not a big deal. This guy's like, I don't care if I break my fucking neck. These mod sticks are getting to this customer. Oh. Uh, oh, Carl's showing his hand. He's worked in fast food. Well, I have worked in restaurants quite a bit. Yeah, so have I. Not fast food, but similar. Yeah. And I, I just have to say that this is the, this is the thing I'm most fired up to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> I, did the, I did the wrong thing. <laughs> I didn't have time, though, otherwise. So I had to pull the class. What are you going to do? <laughs> Guys, what did we talk about today? I'll tell you what we talked about. Oh, my about. God. What didn't we talk about? We talked about Woke Town Podcast with Matt and Jess Long. We talked about my bookie, which is where you go to bet on college basketball. WATP. How did this get made? Paul Shearer is a cock. Oh, my God. Dead Town isn't very good. A guy discovered no agenda through Who Are These Podcasts, and he let them know it, and I appreciate that. Anthony Cumia enjoys Kyle on Who Are These Podcasts. <laughs> Alex Jones has lost his fucking mind. Eric Zane hates Chad Zumach. Opie's still bad at podcasting and has no friends. Stuttering John wants to thank Jelking for supporting him. So what does that mean? It's not for everybody's favorite part of the show. The teaser. I'm excited about this uh, this teaser that we're going to play for you. We're going to have Doug from Who's Right on the show next week. Yeah. He and I will be reviewing this show. Woo. Big episode. <laughs> Big episode, guys. We got to get we got to get into it. We got things to do. Woo. We got surprises, we got treats, we got news and news. Mhm. Damn. This, that's everything. This is all That's that's most of it, right? Yeah. That was now you know what we're finally getting efficient at this this is just this is finally got the hang of this going back to earwolf this is a show called yo is this racist oh, oh okay Kroger's <laughs> <laughs> reaction was perfect uh this is a suggestion Who's from right doug the perfect host <laughs> i know i told you i was excited uh this is a suggestion from the great sea moose and we'll be checking out yo is this racist uh. on next week's W-A-T-P. Andy, thank you so much for coming on the show. Oh, As yeah. always, we love having you. Anything that you want to promote, my friend? Yeah, check out my Kickstarter. I'm building a rocket to <laughs> launch off the firmament into the dome. 
and he wants to hit the dome. Croge, anything there, to promote? There's a brand new store link on the isotopes.com hey. for all your male vitality and food prepping needs. And I'm going to be on the subreddit later. I'm fencing all the Chinese dragon. Come chill with me. <laughs> Please join us again next week. It <laughs> might be the episode where we find out once and for all who are these podcasts? Sleep well, every single pony. Starting in the mush bits of morning radio. Great show. Good job, everybody. Great job, everyone. these podcasts i don't know i don't get it makes no sense subreddit news with correspondent that broad some kind of cave demon writes i started this episode kind of ready to grump about chrissy but she really nailed it great criticism and scathing totally legitimate commentary on the podcast brought clips of her own and had no issue laughing at herself or anyone else could use more baseball and or dog walking, though, for old time's sake. Oh, and that Banana Docs caller is the new best voicemail the show's ever gotten. And Itchianus has this advice. The trick to knocking over vending machines is that you have to create a rocking momentum. Just back and forth, a little harder with each push and pull, and eventually it tips over and smashes the glass. I forget where I was going with this, but Amy Schumer is fat. Standard T posts, guys, this one was hard to listen to, worse than any of the sex podcasts. I can't believe I made it through. Thanks, Carl, you psychopath. Dinkin Flicka says, Carl, you gotta stop howling laughing at every little thing every guest says. The past few co-hosts have fucking sucked, yet you are fake laughing more than Opie with Sherrod. Clean up your show, you're about to jump the shark. Lunch Pale Lefty writes, Carl having to explain about these suicidal tendencies. Fucking boomer. Next Grotto posted a poll last week asking us to vote on who is the best comedian, Stuttering John, Tom Myers, or Patrick Michael. And it was a landslide victory for Patrick Michael with 78% of the vote. Redongo notes, at least the boy blunder is capable of being unintentionally hilarious. John is more of a medical specimen at this point, an experiment to see just how low someone who has stumbled to success can sink. As for Tom, he's just a poster child for cognitive dissonance. And the real Winfidel claims, whoever included John Melendez's name in the category of comedian is a pretty funny person. Mama had a chicken. Mama had a cow. Dad was proud. He didn't care how. Ha 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 ha!
All right, that's our new review girl theme song. <laughs> Cow and chicken. Unfortunately, Casey was supposed to be on today, and then her in-laws showed up at her house last minute. And uh, so she's not here with us to read reviews. One of the many reasons no one should ever get married. Correct. So let's get straight to voicemails, starting with this one. A caller called in with a voice modulator, so I'm not sure who this is. It's hard to tell with the, the modulator. Carl, this is your last warning. If you ever m- m- mention st- stuttering John's kids ever, ever again, there's going to be hell to pay. You, want, you understand me? We're, we're watching you. So don't, 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 don't. I don't know who that was. <laughs> Stammering Jim. <laughs> I don't know who that was. I'm, uh, I'm concerned about it for sure. <sighs> hey, Carl. You know what I love the most about you? It's your smile. You have such a beautiful smile. And those teeth. I just want to put my tongue right between each of your teeth, Carl. Call me back. No. Good to hear Hannibal Lecter's out of jail. <laughs> I did call him back, and we're uh, we're going out next week. Ooh. All right. Uh, so I I talked about how Maddox likes to get peed on, or likes to pee on people, yeah, yeah. and then Amy Schumer doesn't like to get peed on. Someone connected these dots, I guess. Okay, hold up. So Amy Schumer said that one of her old boyfriends used to piss on her. And Banana Ducks just last week said that he thinks peeing on people is really funny. Is it possible that Maddox dated Amy Schumer? And if so, who's a loser in that situation? Call me back. We all lose. And yes, I think that's the only conclusion that you can come to with that. That's Seamus's next show, by the way. Have you ever peed in the shower? <laughs> he just reads a list of questions. Some people thought that maybe Anthony Jesselneck was the guy who was peeing on Amy Schumer in the shower because she was talking about an ex-boyfriend opened the shower and was laughing and peeing on her. And that's something that Anthony Jesselneck... Yeah, that checks out. <laughs> it sounds like something that he might do, which would be hilarious. I prefer to do it at the dinner table. I think it's way funnier than in the shower. I mean... You gotta go. <laughs> you can't be here anymore. At very yeah, least, yeah. you're not invited to dinner yeah, next week. Not here for dinner. Hey, Carl, I was just listening to the most recent crossover episode with you and Dick. Um, that guy, Dave, you said you need someone level-headed to, to, like, argue with him and have banter. They had that. He had a podcast called Deep Inside the Rabbit Hole with, like, a stand-up comedian and then some dude who thought he was a shaman, like, base dealer or some shit. It was bonkers, bananas, hilarious. And sometimes the the comedian would actually push back. I think they canceled it because this guy, Dave, went so down the rabbit hole, so to speak, with flat earth shit. Either way, it would be a great show for WATP. Interesting. I was listening to the Dick Show this past week, and a caller called in and said that David Weiss is a failed comedian who then went to flat earth stuff because that got him attention. Mm. And if you think about the show that we did on the crossover show, there are a lot of bits on that show. It's a real like hacky radio bits kind of stuff, like Scott and Todd type shit. Yeah. So that actually kind of checks out. That guy was not funny. Crozier called into the show this week. Sure did. Hey, yo, 
Hey, Carl, it's me, Kroger. I just wanted to call in and let everybody know I do live in a paper bag, and I am rolling in those Kroger dollars. Also, I love saying the N-word. Call me back. Gross. Now, you could have just said that here on the show. Why did you? You can tell that's not true because I like to keep my fabulous wealth under wraps. <laughs> I try not to brag about it too much. It's true. Um, all right. A professional drone pilot called in. One of my many humble brags was that I own a very nice drone <laughs> and that I've flown it up a thousand feet to watch the sunset. I've, I've done this. I think you've been there, producer Chris, when I've done this. It's fun. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. Yeah. I, I videotape it in 4K. We watch it on TV. It's a whole thing. <laughs> Prove the sun was flat. The TV. Was awesome. What a life. <laughs> hey, Carl, you fucking smiley talking club footed cuck. I was listening to uh, the latest Patreon episode, Crossover Dick Show. You mentioned that you uh, flew your drone up to a thousand feet to see the sunset over the horizon. As a Part 107 professional drone pilot, I can tell you that you broke the law. Per FAA regulation, you are not allowed to fly over 400 feet. What the fuck, Carl? You're giving us pros a bad name, dude. Knock that shit off. Vic, I love you. You're sexy. <laughs> Call me back. Uh, so I want to point out that... That is true. I've done my research, 400 feet. And if you want to go above 400 feet, you have to tell the Chinese app that I use and the, the Chinese... The Hawaii app? The, <laughs> the Hawaii app that I use. You have to actually click a button to say, yeah, no, it's cool. I know what I'm doing. And I'm pretty far from the airport, right, Andy? I'd say, you know, a couple miles maybe. Also, you're not a professional who gives a shit. Uh, I am very safe with my drone flying. I don't want anyone to think otherwise. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't know Carl to ever disregard government regulations. That doesn't, <laughs> that doesn't sound like Carl I know. Uh, it's not illegal if you don't get caught. Oh, uh, I wish Casey was here for this voicemail. Casey, you dumb cunt. Do you know why chicken doesn't make any fucking sense? It's the year of the fucking ox. It's the year of the cow, you dumb bitch. You know why I took those fucking cow picks? Because it's the year of the fucking cow, and it's much harder than a fucking chicken. Get some fucking cow bikinis and a cow mask if you want to hide your ugly fucking face. And get with the correct goddamn year. Year of the fucking ox, you dumb fucking whore. He raises a good point. Is that Vic's ex-boyfriend? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, think, I, I think it actually was. Yeah. I mean, she said he was a listener, right? Yeah. Yeah. She meets all of her boyfriends through WATP. You didn't know that? <laughs> oh, my God. That's uh, terrifying. Yeah. All right. So Amy had three wishes. This was one of the questions that Paris Amy Hilton. Amy Schumer's three wishes. Amy Schumer's three wishes. This was one of the sliving Oh, God. Right. <laughs> you, had, you had three wishes. Two of them were normal and sliving. one was ridiculous. I can't believe I didn't pick up on this. And hey, Carl, I, I just wanted to call back and uh, let you know, you know, Chrissy Mayer really didn't big, big league this time. You know, I, I think uh, I think she was a pretty good co-host this time. She actually uh, gave shit about it. Maybe uh, Kumia slapped some sense into her, told her, uh, you know, <laughs> do do better, you know, uh, or something. I don't know. I don't know what the fuck happened, but she did a good job. I think she did a pretty good job. Yeah. She's no Jen from the Jingles Department, but, you know, it was a good episode. All right, uh, call me back. Uh, all right. Uh, yep. Mm -hmm. 
just letting you go to 45 seconds. All God right. damn it. <laughs> that must be the wrong voice. Yeah, that had nothing to do with Amy Schumer's wishes. That's not the notes that I've written down here, and I'll probably end up playing this voicemail by mistake anyway, but the guy said her second wish after flying was that everyone was educated about the racism of this country's history. Do you guys remember this? Yes. And the guy goes, everyone is. The guy goes, what if you wished for the end of racism or no racism? It's like, Oh yeah, no shit. Like, <laughs> like why not solve right. the problem? That's how these people think. They don't want to solve the problem. I like, you have the wish. They, they, have, they would have nothing to complain about if they solved the problem. Right. They want to complain. I, just, I can't believe I didn't think of that. Yeah. So That's anyway, funny. I'm sorry. That was a Chrissy compliment. I should be talking about that. Yeah, Poor nobody Chrissy. wants to hear that. Chrissy loses oh, her fucking compliment because I'm job. shit other shit. Wow. <laughs> Congratulations. Oh. I'm let's sorry. see, let's see if good. I got any of these fucking voicemails right. Uh, this one is about the music special again. <laughs> the Holocaust. 9-11, the WATP music special, never forget. Listen, fuckface, if I want to listen to pop punk, I'll listen to the current champs of pop punk right now, which are state champs, the kings of pop punk. That's how you write pop punk. Now you're nonsense about selling drugs to kids and fucking them, you freak. <laughs> state champs? Is that what he said? Yeah, I've never heard of them. Well, you're a boomer. What do you want? Yeah, yeah it's true. It will. Yeah. Sir, there was also some pop rap in there. It's a pop country. Yeah. Let's not forget my rapping. How could we? <laughs> so I'd like to. Rapping. Stuttering John's private investigator <laughs> is so good. How good is he? He's so good. He was able to get my voicemail number. This is Tony Peladouchebag. Della- I'm calling on behalf of Stuttering John Melendez, I am a private investigator, and I am warning you to back off. I used to represent Tom Cruise, and that smell you smell in Syracuse, that's me. He had several <laughs> detractors before I installed that uh, that uh, smell. So, Mr. Melendez also asked me if you could see your way clear to ask Casey if she'd like to get a beer sometime. So call me back. John, Casey doesn't drink. I am sorry. <laughs> Not everybody drinks. But I'll ask her on your behalf. No problem. I love Carl, I don't know how else to do this. Please, please, I'm a huge fan. The podcast is called Good One, a podcast about jokes. The episode is called Hannah Gatsby's Prepositions, dude. Oh. It's an entire hour and twenty minutes of Hannah blowing herself about oh. one particular joke. Oh. It's episode one hundred and eight. Hannah Gatsby's prepositions. The podcast is called Good One, a podcast about jokes. I think there's a lot of gold in there, dude. Please. Holy shit! Sounds like a bonus anyway, episode to me. Love you. Love the show. Hit this fucking bitch, dude. I think you'll love it. Later. Keep it up, man. Good work. Kaya, are you listening? <laughs> Maybe I could do a bonus show with Kaya. We can do like a cross uh, crossover with uh, official podcast or something. You know, without those Fun. other guys from that show. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet Kaya. I like that. That That's sounds a good idea. That sounds fantastic. That podcast huh? sounds fucking awful. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it sounds like, sounds like some uh, pretty good material right there.
All right, this was a clip that I would have played at the beginning of our show. We had too many cold opens. Oh, I'll say. Hey, Carl. Just catching up on some of the Patreon. I just listened to the crossover number eight, the TDSWATP crossover. And, uh, you know, I came across that part where Patrick Michael had all these people just doing these crazy intros into uh, into Do You Party. And I thought, you know, self, what the hell does WATP need but some fucking corny intros? So here you go. Ready? Three, two, one. What's up, everybody? This is K Ross, and you're listening to WATP. All right. Go fuck yourself. Bye. Love it. Perfect. Nailed it. Too bad we don't have high pitch Eric doing that. <laughs> Welcome to Who Are These Podcasts? White Power. Hey there, Carl. This is Crispy. You may know me from hanging around your, your Patreon only day before the showing viewing of your show. Huh? Uh, I usually try to be funny in the chat, but uh, not much competition. So uh, I just wanted to call and say you're the only show now that I support Thank you, financially Christy. and Thank commit you. to. And you know what? It's paying off. You guys are doing a great job. Yes, we are. Now, for why I'm calling is that the show that I used to support financially and the like, well, that was who's right, but that they're <laughs> lost cause by now. <laughs> Avoid them. or not. They're not worth it. But the official podcast, Carl, you got to go back. You got to review the show. They've gotten way too overconfident for their own good, <laughs> and you gotta you gotta bring them down a peg, Carl. Hmm. You you just got to just please just you you got to do something. I mean, I know the most popular guy in the show is your most popular co-host, but and you can burn some. I don't think burn bridges what you want, but and I don't know. You can. You, it's your duty, Carl, to to burn every podcast that deserves it. Is this Ray Romano? And this one deserves it. <laughs> this one is one you know. All right, now about being your Patreon only. Hi ho. Uh, day before the show viewing chat. If you want to reprimand me for my terrible voicemail call or or whatever. All right. Thank Forty-five you, call. Call seconds. No, seriously, call me back. I'm working a dead-end job, and I need an excuse to get out of it. So call me back. Call me back. <laughs> All right. Crispy? I like that guy. I like Crispy, too. That was a long voicemail, though. It was a little bit too long. What, did he, what was he talking about? Official podcast? Is that good? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I zoned out a minute before. <laughs> talking about Kaya. Remember that, remember that show that you already made fun of? You should make fun of that show. Well, I guess. All right. All right, couple more. So we quick. do that all the time, right? Go back and re-review shows. I mean, there's a couple. There's a couple that we've been on a few times. Maybe one or two. Carl, this is our Lucas. Uh, there's only one place. Only one place you can have the live show. And that is the beautiful city of Syracuse. Mm. Call me back. Our Lucas from the subreddit. Yes. And other places I've seen him. You do get used to the smell after a while. Do you? Yeah. Yeah. I don't think Syracuse would be a place I would go to for that, but I'll do you one worse. It's <laughs> one of the most polluted places in North America. It's really, it, it, there is something very WATP about it. You know what I mean? <laughs> something about the mercury in the soil. <laughs> really. Cool. Yeah. 
I do think that Detroit's in the lead right now, just from the feedback that I've been getting. Yeah. However, I'll buy a ticket. You, well, you'll be there. Yeah, I'll go. However, I've never been to Detroit. Nobody has. <laughs> <laughs> I can't think of one reason to go to Detroit. Why would we go there for this? So, the only concern I have is: Is Michigan open? Will it be open? Yeah. Why by can't this we go Can somewhere nice? Do a show Let's there? go to California. Maybe California, Andy. All right. Fucking Detroit. Keep giving us your suggestions. It's just, all right, there's there's a couple of reasons why Detroit makes sense. It's close. Crippled Jesus lives there. Oh, oh. that's key. So that's, yeah. what, that's all I got. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The list goes on. <laughs> oh, God. I should, I should have planned this better. I'm ending the voicemail segment with Boomer Guy. Oh, no. Dude. Guys, it'll go. <laughs> Boomer Guy <sighs> embarrasses himself here. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Carl, it's Boomer Guy. Hey, what the fuck is Chrissy Mayer doing on your shit? Isn't Chrissy Mayer that one chick who tried to dress up as a man to, to prove that, like, I guess comedy is sexist, and she fucking bombed in, like, every single fucking stand, uh, open mic that she was at, and then she cried because she found out that she wasn't really funny? Why the fuck are you inviting a hole on your fucking show, man? Anyways, go fuck yourself. Love you. Bye. Ah, I can't fucking take it. That was Bonnie McFarlane who did that. <laughs> Not Chrissy Mayer's Bonnie McFarlane. Who are these podcasts? The Holocaust wasn't real. I don't know. Who gives a shit? Why am I even still doing this? I'm out of here. <laughs>